exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special place. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. I know you can't recognize me, but it is me. I swear to God. It's still me. <laughs> younger brother. And like we've, got, younger brother. we've got our buddy, our buddy, Mr. Charnock, hanging out there in the corner. Hey, now. And of course, MTI. Look, I guess I am in the corner. You're up in the corner? You're up. We've got, am, we got a baby in the corner right up there. Just get in, in the, the corner. corner. And, and we've got, of course, uh, with perfect lighting. MTI running things from behind there for us. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we have Joe Hodes joining us right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Right, out. this guy is so on time. You can tell he's corporate. You can tell this guy's corporate just by his timing. What the fuck? Just by his timing. You shave? Nothing. Yeah, this this is my uh, you know this is my look, man. You know, Let like me that? just say before we get started, man. The room you're in, the lighting is so perfect for Zoom. Oh yeah, it's not distracting or glaring at all. Rear lit, kind of oh, like I you're. I love in a, that. It looks like you're in a sauna, actually. Can you see like this? Pretty yes. clearly. I do. <laughs> you can. Okay. You, you can put. You can click the. Create a zoom background and put up like the wanna logo or something. If you wanna. If you wanna. This? Only if you wanna. How about that? There we hey. go. Now we're. Huh? Now you're talking. Now you got saliva dripping out of Dave's corner of his mouth. He sees candy. <laughs> Don't show him candy. Mmm, <laughs> candy. Welcome mm. to the show, Joe. Uh, you have an illustrious career, as I r- recognized from the uh, stories that uh, Dave told me, which I think you, we might as well start the show with that one, because the way he met you was a roundabout way, which is always fun, and it's nice when, when uh, serendipitous things happen. So give me that little layout of how yeah. you actually even met Joe in the first place, Dave. <laughs> um, I, I was on a Frontier Airlines flight, I want to say, was it 2003, 2004? And uh, we're next in line to take off. The flight attendant says we're next in line to take off. And the call light goes off. Bing. She reaches back. She picks up the phone again. She says, listen, unless this is a medical emergency, we're next in line to take off. Don't ring your call button again. Bing. Instantly, they jump up two rows behind me. There's a pregnant woman, white as a sheet. I don't really know what was what, but she wanted off the plane, and they were going to oblige. And we went back to the gate 90 miles an hour, flanked by fire engines. And it was the coolest thing I ever saw. I'd never been on a plane where anything happened before. So I wrote a letter to Frontier Airlines just saying, your crew should be recognized for outstanding service. And I get a response back from their Chief Head of Public Relations, Joe Hodes, thanking me for the time that day and appreciate it. And I figured, you know what, guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that name and, and email address because maybe I have an ask sometime soon. Oh, so jump forward mistake. a few years. Yeah, you could have got out right leaves. then. You could have got out right then, Joe. You, you, you <laughs> never house. let me have your, your info because you're, now you're in my phone. <laughs> so now we jump forward a couple of years and a friend of mine who plays in a Grateful Dead cover band uh, – why he winds up having a bad experience on a frontier flight and he tells me the story i'm like wait a second 
I know a guy there. Let me write him a letter. And I write him a letter. I say, dear Joe, my friend Rob Koritz had a problem on a plane. Could you help him? Blah, blah, blah. Joe writes back, I'd be happy to help him, but could you do me a favor? Could you ask him if he's the same Rob Koritz who went to Camp Sabra in St. Louis, Missouri in 1978? And sure enough, <laughs> they knew each other. And long story short, now look at Joe. He's a king of cannabis right now from Frontier. Now look at Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, then and, then and then fast forward even further, and then you went to a Dixie Elixirs, and then all of a sudden, Mr. Joe Hodas himself he walked shows. outside right after my company, Calix Development, bought their building. Yeah. And it, they say, you wanna, you're going to meet our chief marketing officer, Joe Hodas. I'm like, wait a second. I know this guy. Frontier Airlines, <laughs> Joe. Holy shit. I cannot get rid of Dixie. Charnick, no matter how hard I try, man. Gum on shoe. This is where Adam makes yeah. the STD connection. We're stuck with him too. Gum, gum on shoe for sure. Um, <laughs> and Adam, Adam, I actually met you as well at the Dixie offices once. Yeah, I was going to say also, exactly. No, I was there, and that was funny because uh, I had my moment at Dixie with uh, with Jan and uh, and the kid actually. So the kid, his first job <laughs> oh, right. was helping us out down there which is so the kid is our is our former uh sound guy and that was uh ryan who you remember ryan of course hendrick i'm sure because he was yeah. there in the office every yeah. day he was like, actually in there doing the work whereas i just rolled in and said yeah you're doing great except for all these green lights i don't know why they're still running every night because that was the, the the great mystery of why the room was like half flowering and half not flowering and then one about halfway through the crop they were like oh these lights don't ever go off and i was like oh my god so yeah. i heard that story actually exactly all that these was stories told to me they're all oh that story was told to you from another side i heard that one because it was you know how look how sucky yeah, those guys were. They I know we're the, the sucky. Well, on the exactly. Room. Well, yeah. When you give us a um, an, when you give us a a uh, walk-in freezer in the middle of a warehouse, and we're like, no, we need the warehouse. You guys, <laughs> we grow in the warehouse. We don't grow inside these refrigerators. That's not how it works normally. But you work with what you got, right? At that point. So, so Joe, sorry for hogging, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, yeah, you, thank you, you. You have the career everyone wants, I guess, in this industry. You've worked. <laughs> For, for all the big names. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, look, it, I, I was uh, talking to someone the other day on a, actually on a podcast, and, uh, you know, she said something about, you know, uh, my long-term involvement in cannabis, and I, and I corrected her, just like, you know, I know you guys know this because you've been in cannabis for a hell of a lot longer than I have. There's, you know, there's a whole lot of history there and a whole lot of people that uh, paved the way for me to be able to, to come in and, and do what I do, and I I look at that and I recognize that. And I, and I just think about, you know, my value being, you know, a guy from, from the corporate side who made the leap, I think fairly early, relatively speaking, you know, from being a, a marketer on for companies like Excel Energy and Centura Health, real conservative, just standard companies into cannabis. And so as a result, I've had a lot of really, I think, great opportunities that have come my way, but it definitely is a result of, of also all the hard work that everyone else has put in long before I had anything to do with it. So. Yeah, well, I mean, right it, well, it's funny to watch the history now because it's like we, we kind of rewrote history in 2012 in Colorado, and then like a lot of people will—that's st the starting date for a lot of people. You know, I mean, they don't even think like the pre-part before that doesn't. In, in if you're if you're not in the cannabis industry, that to them isn't even part of the deal. It's it's, it's all from the legal sort of ram time frame. But as we all know, that that is the, the black market is what really. Like it's not even like the traditional market, let's call it. That's what you know created this whole thing from from day one, 
and is thri- yep. and I'm glad to say is thriving right now because of the lack of uh, ability to get in lockstep, you know, between the states and the, the the feds and all of that. But we're kind of in a really like a weird period now where I think people will look back later. And as much as I hate what's going on as far as it not being gelled, it's also nice because the minute it is, we're all kind of like, oh no, <laughs> remember the days. <laughs> Well, I think we, you know, I think there's there's times when, even in the last seven years, where people say, "Oh, remember when?" You know, it was only seven years ago when X, Y, or Z could take place, and that's no longer the case. So, it, as it continues to move forward, it continues to tighten, and mm-hmm. things change on a on a regular basis. So, yeah, and you well, have I to have, and you story. have to be with feet on the ground to really kind of because if you step away from it for even a short amount of time, you're like, "Whoa, I really, yeah. I have no idea what the fuck's going on anymore." So, yeah. What were you saying, Dave? I mean, just a few years ago, wasn't Dixie making cash deposits with armed guards going to almost every cash machine in the state? I mean, that's how every cannabis company did business. You had to yeah, find a cash insane. machine that was emptied at two o'clock in the morning. You, I think Tripp said it to me. He goes, he goes, you know, I don't even know if we count the money. I mean, the money's totaled somewhere, but we actually had to count the bills because we knew that 300 bills could fit in every machine. And that's what we did. We just went from machine to machine to machine. What was it? Three feet of bills. I don't know. It was a, it was an interesting time back then. I love trip to death. I will tell you much of what he says is hyperbolic. That is not, (laughs) that is fact. That is fact. Yeah. That's a, that's crazy. I'm glad we don't have that. Uh, It's an interesting direction where we're going. You had to have seen the writing on the wall. I mean, edibles companies seem to, that's their their staying power. They have the ability to sort of transcend into different states a lot easier than someone's flower brand. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that what you're experiencing with Juana? Are we going to see Juana in like every state across the country? Yeah, look, it, you know, certainly as a consumer packaged good product, it is easier to move that into other markets. But of course, you know, there's two sides to that, to that equation. One is it's really still difficult because we have to have – individual partners in each market, packaging regulations change, uh, you know, uh, everything from uh, potency of products, all that good stuff changes market to market. So there's still a lot of complexity to it, but it certainly is easier. And I think for me early on, I think what was appealing about it is that there is a a much greater ability to commoditize a product like flour um, than there is to, to do so with brands and edibles. And I think that's where I saw the potential to to have an impact but also um and i've said this before you know pretty publicly like i could take a back seat and and watch the industry grow and and you know be a armchair quarterback saying well they should have done this or they should have done that or i could you know get actively involved and so early on i started going i, I was at the capitol a ton i was trying to you know help influence um, legislation and regulation and make things uh, better and safer and you know edibles became uh, like, a like real the focus influ- influencing influencing is that what i heard <laughs> Did I hear the word influence? Well, <laughs> influencing in a uh, not influencer type way, but influencing like, hey, have you thought about it this way? Or, you know, uh, that that would be ridiculous because if you did it that way, it's, you know, there's a whole, huge loophole here. So we kind of we kind of tried to at least uh, bring a level of rationale to uh, a bunch of regulators who didn't know anything about cannabis. So. Sure. No, it's, uh, it's amazing how much data has been crunched in the last – six years here or seven years, you know, like in Colorado, just like the, just constant, I mean, everybody, it's part of the, part of the protocol, you have to do it, right? So, I mean, it's like, whereas we've gone up until that point, 
everything was never written down. You know what I mean? So we didn't have all this data. It was all kind of like... <laughs> yeah, you want a paper trail. <laughs> it, it, it literally was... Uh, yeah, exactly. You need it now. And before, you were like, Oof, you know, like at the end of the crop, tear that shit up. And anybody that I knew who didn't, I always thought it looked a little bit... Uh, yeah, it's a little bit dangerous if you've got lists of thousands of plants that you've grown over the years and all the data on them. You know what I mean? So, uh, yep, yep. Exhibit one in the in the uh, in the uh, conviction notice. <laughs> right. Um, so with one of the the you're doing this, you're pretty much marketing all the time. Right? That's your main thing. Is is a, is a marketing guy or? Yeah, CMO. CMO um, yeah. But you know, it, it's still obviously a small company, and just like at Dixie, there's. Lots to do beyond just the, the the core part of marketing. So yeah, I think all cannabis. I mean, that's the that's our thing is to wear many hats. And you're in. And if you're, I mean, it's nice when you have a situation where like the grower just grows and the guy just does this and this guy does just that. But it, we all know that never really works that way. Nah. It's like it's it's yeah. you, you have to you have to literally be able to and, and and it makes a big difference. Like companies that that the grower is in pro, involved with the processing especially with extracts and also when it comes to edibles same thing like if it's if it's all within one sort of streamlined thing and somebody knows front to back then you really get the quality control that you need whereas if it's yeah like handoff every time like one guy makes it and then hands it off to the extract guy the extract guy does his job then everybody's always pointing fingers blaming each other and saying ah, it's the manhattan project you know, the classic so that's yeah so i always respect it when people are kind of involved <coughs> on, on all the facets of it well, I think the other thing that drives that too is I think people who are in this industry have a, a real interest and passion, right? So to to say to somebody in this business like you're going to do this, you're this is your box, you stay in that box, generally doesn't fit so well because you know there's just so much to learn and so much interesting stuff going on. I, I wouldn't want someone to, to to put me in a in a box because I think that I I would not uh, enjoy it. And, and Adam, to your point, I mean, it gives me greater insight so that I can have uh, knowledge across spectrum of the things we do and um and have greater input on on parts of the world and in my company that aren't necessarily mine right um so uh one of the things we wanted to talk about obviously because we put it into the sort of the subject line of the show was uh Juana's involvement with the last prisoner project and and kind of how and and your role in that in that i mean i guess are you are you helped you're sort of the the connector in that one or well, no, actually. So one of the things that I, I love about Juana is that um, they they walk the walk and they talk the talk. And that was something I, I, I thought was the case, but I didn't know for a fact until I got there. But yeah, the Last Prisoner Project was a relationship that was developed before I got there. Now, of course, since then, I've helped to you know uh, push it forward and identify opportunities and ways for us to, to really promote them, whether that's on our social media channels or more importantly, it's going on all of our packaging, um, and we are constantly in the process of figuring out ways to drive not only visibility, but also dollars into their pockets and carry their message forward. And that only took on more prominence as Black Lives Matter and and some of the, uh, uh, the, the reform that we're looking at right now, or hopefully we'll be looking at right now, um, came to light. So it was uh, fortuitous that we had that relationship in place, and I think it's a great way for us to help in making that change because it's pretty it's pretty overwhelming and the good news is that for us as a company we looked at it and said okay well what does this mean how can we help what changes are we going to make if we, we looked internally to say how can we 
embrace what's going on here and, and make a difference because, you know, much like many, I think, you know, some things were real obvious, but other, others were not. And so now we're becoming much more aware of what's, of, of what's going on and how we can have a role in that. Right. And LPP right. is one, one part of that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, I mean, things are moving so fast in the, in regards to, you know, the idea of police reform and obviously before even that prison reform should be the number one thing just because there's like people sitting in jail for cannabis related things, which that should have like insane that that surprises me that that wasn't, they weren't tied together from the beginning. You know how, how we always say you should regulate cannabis like um, alcohol and tobacco. It should have been, you have to regulate cannabis like alcohol and tobacco, and we need to release every nonviolent cannabis offender from prison, you know, just let them out. If, well, if we I'm, had been doing that at a federal level, that we, we could have done that, but but we weren't we weren't right. We were doing it state by state, and we were just happy to have someone like pick up the bill and be like, all right, well we'll sponsor this bill. We weren't even the things we're thinking about now, you know, ten years ago weren't even in the in the thought process. Sadly, yeah, but the, but some well, places we, some places well, actually did some places actually did you know respond like that and. I know Canada did, of course, and places that had common sense were like, hey, this makes sense. Look, first of all, you get, you know, give those people their lives back. Um, and, and they should even be like, it's like the perfect opportunity to take them out of jail and give them an opportunity right away to do exactly what they did to get them in jail in the first place. Because that's probably what a lot of those guys are in there for growing or for, you know, they were either transporting or whatever they were doing it's probably a job now you know it's probably a, le- a legitimate job they could come out and have hey i've got 15 years experience before i went into the fucking clink and <laughs> ready to go you know what i mean boom and, and you, I would you just described like the, you just described the movie catch me if you can right frank say- william Avignale now consults to all the banks and everyone on how to make checks correctly right. and how to move money legally and safely whereas he was the you know, he wrote more bad checks than anybody. Yeah. That would have been a great idea. Why didn't that happen too? Because those are easy ideas. Those are like things that come out of like a stupid podcast stoner kid guy, dude, whatever. <laughs> Durr, why don't you do that? And it's easy. You know, it's, that's the problem. I, I think those well, are there the, are states that don't have a legal framework right now, so maybe they will get it right and, and do it that way. You know, I would love to think that would be the case, Dave, but man... I, I feel like every day I'm just seeing, you know, by and large, I'm about, I'm about to say something untypically cynical, but people are assholes. And, uh, the, you know, the, the ability for people to see, for the collective people, not just people who are aware or enlightened about these things, for, but for the collective people to see beyond what's in front of them, this person's in prison or, well, it was illegal previously, therefore, or whatever – I just don't see it happening collectively. Uh, sadly, I think we're going to have to keep pushing and pushing harder and harder. Again, bringing it back to LPP, which is why that's an important organization and why the work they're doing is so important because it it does push the 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 issue forward in a way that is broader than simply the three of us sitting on a you know podcast talking about it. Do, do you know how how? Because uh, I mean, so Steve D'Angelo started it. Uh, uh, Officially, right? I mean, that the whole beginning. Yep. Of, okay. And um, Correct. how many people or how many, do you know how many members they have now or any kind of data on, um, on the organization? Members meaning like people that have been um, impacted or like released from prison or. Oh, no, no. Or, like, I mean, or just, um, just part. Or, well, that's or, a good number. 
Yeah, that that would be even better, more important number, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't have that either. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it would have been a good number. Yeah, I mean, so I throw it out there, but <laughs> well, Dale's on no, next. I, I Maybe she'll have that number. Oh yeah, Dale will have all the data for us. No problem. We'll we'll, we'll, yeah. leave it, we'll pin it on her. Uh, but uh, the uh, you know, I mean, there's definitely like a, a, an urgency on this though because like. Things move so rapidly, as you see, like things are that we're we're going to have so many causes now. There's literally like it's it's gone, you know, in hyper mode as far as every single social justice cause is, is out there now. Every you know, things are are extremely, uh, uh, you know, hyper focused on all that. So things like this, which are like they should be done, you know, before to let us get to the serious shit because there's some serious shit out there that needs to, that needs to be handled but cannabis related crimes should be treated literally like get what the fuck get this get the get the fuck out of here with that shit just get these people back let's get them unhooked cuz literally we're talking about the 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 safest of the people within the within the the system and i mean they're letting out people for covid that are ex- like like have serious criminals, you know, and like, just because they have money, they're able to like get their lawyer to line it up to get them out because of the COVID scare. But the reality is like the, the cannabis people that I, you know, especially the guys who have gone to jail for exorbitant amount of time, you know, sometimes like 30 years for, for what, what's literally on the table, you know, on an average day here or something. So you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, what's the, the interesting thing, though, is that, you know, I was in Boulder this week um, with uh, with some folks and we were talking about the fact that, and Dave, you, you know, you, you live there, so you maybe know this. I guess they released a few hundred people from prison um, recently for, you know, as a result of COVID. And they they released them and, you know, but there's no support net. There's no nothing to, like, help re uh, reintegrate them into in society. And so you end up with a bigger homelessness issue or recidivism because, you know, they have to commit a crime in order to get food or whatever those things are. Right. And so this, this, I'll call it for lack of a better way to put it, the supply chain of like from prison released to, you know, reintegration, you know, all those things, it gets, it gets complex. And then unfortunately, I think that's what stops people, right? Like, well, you know, we can't just let everybody out of prison. Then what's going to happen. And, and so I think we need, it's common word right now, but systemic, a systemic focus on how do we, how do we reduce our prison population, bring people back into uh, society and give them some of the tools and things they need to be able to, to reintegrate. Well, listen, you're, you're, you're right. It's, it's right out of the frying pan and into the fryer. It, it, It is, this a classic situation of they're asking us, to justify why they made a mistake by saying, well, we can't fix our own mistake. And I think that's ridiculous. They, they made this problem. They, they created a prison industrial complex that you know, has a dollar value on a human life being incarcerated because they make money off of them. So yep. it's, a, it's a loss for them not making money off of them. Then, like you said, there's no program out there to take someone right now who just gets released and make sure that they have a, a runway, right? I mean, you, we should not be setting people up to fail. Um, yeah. I'm hoping the last prisoner project, 
since they're dealing with federal prisoners, has the ability to, you know, create those, you know, barrier not not barriers, but those the the the, the runway to help people not wind up back in the system. Yeah, you know, the, the problem is, I think so much of our, our social uh, safety nets rely on NGOs, non-government organizations to to prop up what, you know, some say the government shouldn't be involved with or doing. Others say it's their responsibility to do. But at the end of the day, you know, my, my wife works in the nonprofit world. They scrape and struggle for every dollar they get. And that's true of all nonprofits, right? And so to to put the burden on them to you know not the burden but to hope that these non-government organizations will be able to figure out some kind of a system versus coming at it from a legislation and regulatory perspective and mandating um certain things you know like for example what i saw did you guys see the uh, Asheville, uh north carolina news uh this week i think it was this week or last week anything no. on that no i did not so it was it was headlined as um as um, uh, uh, oh crap, now I'm losing the, the word. Uh, basically, it was um, headlined as being uh, giving money back to people of color in their community, and but in reality, what it is is, is mandating X percent of their uh, fiscal budget every year. Reappropriation or something? What was the word? Yeah, I know. What is it? What's the word? Dave, come on, you're the word guy. Dave, word uh -oh. guy. It's not bagel. I, I, I know think the word. It's not I bagel. Just it's just <laughs> it's no. black and white cookie. Ooh, um, that was reparations. 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 There we go. Reparations. Bam. See, there I was so close. Um, I was so close. <laughs> and it, you know, and, but but really, what it what it is is, and and that's a word I think that that you know uh, certain people in government and others fear. But like what they've done is they basically said, okay, we're going to take X percent of our budget our fiscal budget and every year it's going to be put into programs specifically designed to support people of color in the community, whether that's, you know, business support, whether that's um, school support, but things that are specifically designated for that community. And I think that's, you know, uh, the, the right way to approach it is to, to, to make it part of what they as a community have to do, because we see right now, there's so much fracturing. There's no way to get everyone together and say like, okay, we're going to move this, you know, we're going to move this forward collectively and, and have success with uh, with different you know non government organizations trying to come together and do this. Not going to happen. So, do you know how how it's if somebody is released through the last prisoner project, do they still have to on a job application say they were convicted of a crime, or is that completely wiped off their record? I think it depends upon um, it depends on where they are, and I don't think the last prisoner project really had. And I might be speaking at attorney or so I'll just caveat it by that. I don't think they have the ability to necessarily expunge records on an individual basis. So if a community, if a community says, when we release you from prison for a nonviolent um, drug offense, your record is expunged, then yes, your record is expunged. But I don't think all communities are doing that. In fact, I know you saw here recently, the polis um, did that for, I think, 10,000 people, which was awesome. You know, so kudos to Ian Sieb and, and Governor Polis for, for getting that done. Yeah, but I'm I'm done believing that the rest of the country thinks like Coloradans. It uh, <laughs> we we that's a, that was a fantastic decision, which means it's going to be tough to see it happen in other states because they just so they they all have their heads up their asses right now. I just it is it oh, is very insane. confusing. It's insane. I have an unfortunate and unhealthy addiction to Twitter. 
Uh, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't post it. I don't post a ton of tweets, but I, I scroll multiple times a day through trending. You got scrolliosis, basically, is what we call it. What's that? You got scrolliosis. That's what we call I, it. Yes. You get scrolliosis when you're sitting there. You go it's, like, check your scrolliosis. Uh, oh, sit up straight. Make sure you're sitting up straight while you're scrolling, at least. You know, it's terrible, but it's it's just the things that I that I subject myself to that I read. I'm just like. Oh my God! What is what is going on with the world? And of course, it's it's a microcosm. Great, it's trending on Twitter because ten thousand people tweeted about it. That doesn't mean the entire country is. But God, man, it's, it's a sick place to be. And <laughs> then there's of course the other the lowest brow. There's, shit, there's also shit that they're talking about that I have like no clue whatsoever. What I'm like, what what is this? I don't even know what this word means. Like, and people are talking about it. Oh, okay. I have to admit, I clicked the trending thing today, and I saw that. Um, Probably the reason why Trump got rid of his campaign manager is because he found out Hope he was dating Hope Hicks behind Don Jr.'s back or something Whoa. like that. Oh, that's, I didn't that see was that. The, there you go. Going up. Twitter came in handy. Well, for our wow, Dave. We could have a whole segment on you. Can, you can do your, your, your gossip part of the show if you want. Well, it's really logical to let someone go who's supposedly your campaign manager when your campaign is you know tanking. But so you go, man, he made, that's a pretty good decision. And then you find out, wait a minute, he didn't make a good decision because of that. He did it to protect Don Jr. because he was getting two times. Oh, we see you, you. You made the mistake of assuming there was some kind of rationale behind it. Of course, <laughs> of course not. That that's why would you think that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Guess because uh, I don't know because I'm sucker. I, I like to think about things. <laughs> sucker. So what's going on with Juana right now? I mean, I gotta tell you, um. I don't consume many Wana products simply for the fact that you don't. I, I haven't been able to yet find. <laughs> I like a how it, fl- it flowed. That flowed a little too smoothly. You were like, you know, I well, don't consume I want, I, a lot I of Wana products. Eat some gummies. I want to eat one gummy. Some. It's because you're not huh? giving to him for free. That's what the problem is. You're not getting enough. Free. I pay he, for Incredibles. He's, he's, what he's are like, you talking he's about? Saying, he's, he's saying to you, basically, Joe, you're not giving me enough free <laughs> things. I am not consuming them. That's what it comes down to. I know. No, David never asked me for that. A, a funny aside, though, in all the what? years that we had our connection at Dixie with Calix owning the building and yeah. the gajillion pounds of edibles going out the door, do you know, I, I received one product from the marketing guy that replaced you afterwards, and I think he gave me uh, you know, like a show sample that didn't have any medication in it because it didn't work. And I said, I don't think you want to give me products that I, you guys haven't given me products in five years. You finally do, oh. and it doesn't work. Ooh, uh, man. You know, so that was Dixie. Well, I will tell you this. <laughs> those honest, those honest guys. Got truth. Honest got truth is like at Wana and at Dixie, with me, with my name not being on the license. I never, I never gave anybody product, ever. I mean, if no, I got I, product, it was from the I dispenser. wanted it from Trip. He still didn't give it to me or Chuck. Well, that's a different story. But but I don't, I don't get, I don't get product. I, I, I bought it. I bought some today, in fact, at the uh, up the street. <laughs> so, well, do you have a thousand milligram product yet? We do, we do. Well, tell me about it that. Just, Where can it I just get recently it? Recently launched. Um, well, uh, it is. 30 milligrams per piece. Um, and it's a thousand milligram uh, bottle. All How right? does that work? Those numbers right? No, 50 milligram piece. 
sorry, yes, 50 milligram piece. My bad. <laughs> I wasn't Got doing it. the math right. <laughs> um, and we just we just launched them literally like two weeks ago. So um, they're slowly <clears throat> slowly getting into the market, <laughs> but there's been a, a tremendous amount of demand for it. So we're just trying to slowly inch our way in so we don't end up not being able to provide uh, uh, enough for everybody. So where can I get them in Boulder? Damn it. Um, <laughs> you're a marketing officer. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what, while we're talking, I'm going to find out. Uh Oh yeah. The power of this the is the time everyone should take a dab. Smoke them. If you got them. That's right. Um, what? I can't believe my thing's acting up now. Fuck's my my uh, my is acting up on me, Dave. What's going on? You're what? I don't know. Well, well, no. It's weird. It's weird. Really? I don't know. It's weird. Like it, I plug it in and then it's nothing. Well, then it's perfect timing because I told you that Kevin wrote back to me yeah. and we're gonna hopefully get their CEO nice. to come talk. That's what I like to see. If you get it fucked up, see now that's the way. That's the one benefit of having a podcast. Your puffco breaks down. You just get the CEO on the show, and then you can yell at him. It's like it's, it's all you wanted to do anyway. That's all you. You don't well, yell at him. You just tell him no, you've used it so much, like no. 50, 60 times a day, for like nine months, and that's what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I, I will definitely give him some uh, both sides of the fence there because there's, there's some good. It's a good product. All right, Joe has an answer. People, no, I don't have the answer yet, but I was gonna say people love that puff coat because I um, before I, I went. Over to Wana, I was with um, a company called GoFire for about a year, and we were in sort of this metered dose inhaler, vaporizer kind of uh, uh, category. Oh, was that was that like the kind of uh, like inhaler looking one? Or yeah, oh, exactly. Was, I was interested. I never I never actually tried it. It was one of those deals where I was like, kind of like, did it ever work? Yeah, tell us, tell it, us if it, it really worked. You now you don't have to worry. <laughs> You don't have to worry. <laughs> it did. It did. The problem. So it definitely worked. It was actually a great product, and the technology on it was was amazing. The problem was that it was it was fairly expensive. Supply chain was way too complex. I mean, the, the problems were all business related. Supply chain was way too complex. We um, we ran into um, some funding crunches and had to to really pare back all the different projects we were working on. So um, they're still GoFire still uh, in business and actually coming up with some really really cool stuff much less <laughs> much less costly and easier on the supply chain side so um but they're still they're still a thing but anyway I, I did i did a lot of looking at puffco and i know that a lot of people love that product so i'm um, a carta guy um i was i was very uh thankful i was gifted a puffco by bob he gave me a puffco we did the high times um uh judging categories i got about 20 dabs in and it broke and that was that. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's not it, good. It was operator error. Something about the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the atomizer. I guess I got it wet. I tilted it or something like oh, that. Oh, interesting. So you some... neglected to mention that until just now, huh? Well, no, I, I, I'm saying it right now. That's why I uh, broke it. It broke. But okay. after, I, after 20 dabs, I don't know how can you. It, it just wasn't for me. This carta, I've taken hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. It, it, it has never failed me. Oh, huh. and 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 we uh, we have word on the street that there may be a, yep. a, an Adam Dunn show edition coming soon, huh? Because you're such a dedicated, yep. because you're so dedicated, Dave. They literally are going to make a Adam Dunn show limited edition for Dave, 
and then I'm gonna have the Puff Co CEO, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna start the fight. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be like we have to play the little Star Trek theme, a little. We'll do that, and we'll be like, oh, exactly. Once that kicks in, it'll That's it'll it. be on. Yeah. Listen, can you construct a rudimentary lathe in the uh, in the office there? Who you know? Who are you talking to? Remember, Kirk <laughs> makes a, makes his weapon <laughs> in that so, scene. It yeah. sounds like our high dos are in a Joya and Boulder Wellness right now. Oh, Boulder Wellness, our friends. Yeah. yeah. So oh, Mitch used to, we Mitch love those used to run that store. We love those guys. Yeah. Nick That's and Allison, Nick and Allison, Allison was a, the, uh, they were second place, second place at last ADSI, too. Those guys rock. Nice. Those guys rock. Does Boulder you Wellness do curbside? Uh, you I don't know. I'm that. kidding. I'll <laughs> You're call asking him. Boulder. He's the guy. How who, did you know that? We're asking the guy who's going to look on his phone. That's the show. That's the show's going. Yeah. <laughs> we interview the guy. We interview the guy who then looks at the phone. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> Let me Google that for you. <laughs> That's the name of our podcast. Um, no, it's uh, and the cool part is, I mean, you know, doing marketing is like is is what I should have done because. That's like where my brain goes into all the time, hyper mode, where I'm just like, oh, dear. Doo, 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 doo. And it's, uh, but it's only other people's shit. Like with my own stuff, oh, that's fucking hard. That's what like, are you that's, talking about? You do the, what? you do the card for each week. I, you, I, I don't know. You pull these things out of your ass. It's so fantastic. They are you, literally you, coming out of my ass. hundred percent. Like that, 100% straight out of my ass. I can, isn't I can, that beauty marketing, Joe? Right? If you can just pull it right out and mm -hmm. make it happen, that's yeah. then you don't have to go like go to committee. No, that's they're never going to happen. Make it, that will never work. I can't do that. That's the thing. Nope. I'm a one man show when it comes to that. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the the, the right answer all times, <laughs> but uh, certainly being able to think on your feet is good. So I think we went like a whole one, like a whole job of yours. Where I didn't even see you, and then when I finally bumped into you, you're like, "Oh, by the way, did you know I was with General Cannabis?" And uh, I mi I missed well, out on that whole. How long were you well, with General Cannabis, and what were you doing for them? And who are General Cannabis? First of all, I don't even. Know so, so General Cannabis is a uh, ancillary business company, or they they were a, an umbrella company that had three ancillary businesses underneath that. Next Big Crop, Chief Next Big Crop's consulting for uh, large scale cultivation and dispensaries. Uh, Chieftain, which was a, a clothing hemp clothing company. I like Chieftain; they're um, awesome. Were you working with them too, or that was part of the same? I well, they were underneath that umbrella, so they're owned by General Cannabis. Awesome! They were um, good. That's a great company. So there you go. I'm happy already. Mm -hmm. I like these guys. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Iron Protection Group, security company. Oh, um, I know Hunter's company. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I know that one too. All right, so there you go. Yep, they were Hunter. all cool. That's all cool, I guess. There you go. Nice. I was yeah, like, you know, it was interesting. So I, I, I was with Edibles for four years, and I did this ancillary. They're a publicly traded ancillary company. That was an experience. Then I went to GoFire, which was really small, tiny startup, you know, tech-focused uh, company, and, and, and now back to Edibles. And so I've kind of had this, you know, kind of roundabout way of, of checking out different parts of the industry. And, um, I, you know, I really like I like being back in Edibles. I I, well, I love being with Juana, too. It's, it's just such a great company, so. Well, you know, I, I used to work with Nancy a long time ago at uh, when uh, she and John were doing Mountain High Edibles. 
Oh. And so right right at the beginning, I mean, we made some of the first products together in our, <coughs> our little test kitchen, and uh, oh, they would we that. had the scientist, and she would she would make this extract. They would put some product together or chocolate or something, and they didn't know how high a dosage they could go. So they'd come out with like they go, Dave, try this. <laughs> I knew you. I knew you were that guy. I knew that was your job. You were the try this guy. <laughs> and I would eat it, and I would go about my day, and they'd check in with me every you know thirty forty minutes to see how I was feeling to figure out what the dosage for me was and then they like made it by a tenth for for regular for muggles you were the guinea pig i get it uh, i, I like had that. a lot of fun back then that was great well imagine. did you ever have did you ever guinea pig something where you're like can't handle it too much not good not back then no they were the extraction was still coming around um yeah. It would, they, everything was still getting figured out. I don't think they really understood decarboxylation that much. And there was only one, um, you know, what, what Ian Berenger, RM3 Labs, was the only person really doing quality testing back then. So mm -hmm. it, it, was, it was tough. But no, they did a, they did a 200, 100 milligram chocolate bar that I ate two of once. Um, and it was probably, each bar was probably very hot. Hey, Dave. And uh, I, I, I got driven home that Your Swiss timing. Your precision Swiss, Swiss timing. I want to keep you on check. It's five ten, bro. You want to? Should we bring in Dale and have her join? Oh, the is, conversation? She, is she on the? Is she on? I don't know. But is you, she waiting? Did you guys oh. send her any links? Did or? you send her a link? Yeah, okay. I did. I okay. did. So she's yeah, probably listening. I'll, I'll text her. And it's so, been, do you be, want me to bounce? No. Or well, I'm, I want no, you to no, stay no, until stay. you can, because I know you got to leave in twenty minutes or something like that, right? You have a little. Cause yeah. you're, on a, you're on a puppy schedule. You're on. You're on the official puppy schedule. I Which am, cannot man. I got be broken. Dog two days ago. Yeah. Oh, geez. What kind of? We have to ask. What kind of puppy is it? He is a uh, he's a Pyrenees Collie mix. We got him from Big Bones Canine Rescue, and uh, we already had another dog too. So this is a second dog, but uh, he's super. He's so sweet. Just a great dog so far. <laughs> you've had him for one. Time you've had him yet. for a whole day, dude. Like, sweet dog. Has it? Oh, you come home. House is well, fucking torn apart. Well, you can tell. You can tell. Right? You know, if a Chickens he's, are he's dead. Chickens are dead. Houses tore apart. You're like, oh my god, blood <laughs> stains everywhere. No. Uh, well, that's hopefully not. Good. No. Well, we want you to hang as long as you can. Um, <coughs> yeah. And if Dale's listening and she wants to jump in, because she wanted to be here for four twenty Pacific time, so we've already blown our. You know, we're, we blew our four twenty. By I don't think we have officially. Well, I don't know if you're a regular listener of the show, Joe, but. It, it, Adam has this philosophy that you don't start on time because if you start on time, everyone will expect it. Yes. That's and uh, that's then you just can't be late without pissing people off. So if that's you're a good regularly late. I mean, a good philosophy. I think that makes a lot of sense. Right? A little, little pre, pre, you know, I'm trying to be proactive is what it is. I've, I, I know I, I know how people are. Once you get, if you're on time all the time and all of a sudden you start slipping, then they're like, Dad, I'm I can't believe I've waited 35 seconds. You know what I mean? And now it's like <laughs> 10 minutes, no problem. You know, I'm used to it. If I come in any earlier, they're like, wow. Yeah, actually, kind of Dale's pissed off. Dale's getting ready. She'll be here in a few. Perfect. All right. So there you go. And then, and, and then we'll get all the real data because because we know she's obviously listened to the show, realized all the work she has ahead of her because we couldn't answer any questions <laughs> about the, <laughs> about the prisoner <laughs> last prisoner project. So uh, we'll get some maybe some hard data at her for that. Also, talk about the, what's going on. She's in the. I mean, as far as anywhere to be right now if you're in o i always feel like oakland is like the tinderbox of america where 
any revolution is going to start, uh, in my opinion, was always going to start there, regardless of what it was, race related or not, just because it has that vibe. It's like it's always the the spot, you know. So I can imagine being in the cannabis industry there and being right there in Oakland and just being surrounded by all this change and what's going on. I mean, we'll be on the. The good thing is, is that we're on the, we're all on the good side, right? Cannabis is like the fucking. Alter we're bo- essential. We're like the altar boy of, of, of industry right now where we, everyone needs us, you know? Not really altar boy, but you know what I mean? Like, we're just like fucking, we're like, uh, perfect. COVID pushed forward the cannabis industry by five years, in my opinion. I mean, I would so? if, if we would have had this conversation six months ago, oh, excuse me, eight months ago, would Boulder ever allow home delivery? I would have said no fucking way. Yeah, they'll allow it a week after federal legalization, you know, and now they do. Okay? Well, Denver still hasn't gotten their shit together. They will. I, I think a lot of the, the margins, the things on the fringe that people had time to focus on are going to go away. N- nobody's going to have time to deal with that. There is technology out there that allows a face-to-face transaction via home delivery, a driver, that they allow it for alcohol, um, they should allow it for cannabis. It's just, it's simple as that. Uh, it, it, if they had a reason other than because we want to protect our revenue and we think you guys are going to rip us off and we won't get our taxes, then tell me what it is. So if we can solve that problem yeah. and the transaction can be monitored, seed to sale, the same way it is at a dispensary, then there shouldn't be any reason why you shouldn't be able to deliver. Agreed. You know, I so agree. And there's other things, right? There, the other states will see that, especially states like Colorado, during this horrible pandemic, actually is taking in record-breaking tax revenues from cannabis, and that that is helping in ways that we just don't know about. That, that cash flow, it's, it's keeping the state running during a time when so many people are unemployed, and it's keeping people employed that would normally be let go. Well, I think that piece that, well, yes, there's the employment piece and that certainly is a bigger picture. Uh, look at, you know, how the cannabis industry is helping support communities during this time, but the tax base piece, I mean, I, I have to believe that Brandon's when these communities balls. begin to see such significant <laughs> shortfalls, tripping, tripping, tripping. it's going to be, Brandon's tripping. Sorry. I just want to throw tripping. that in there. Brandon's tripping. <laughs> Brandon is tripping balls right now. Oh, shit. Just want to eat everything. Every Brandon, and should I whisper? Yeah, everybody hear me. Start whispering. Brandon, Brandon, what are we? What are we on, Brandon? Brandon, mushrooms, dude. It's okay. Mushrooms, mushrooms. It's all good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm an LSD guy. I'm not. I I, shrooms never did me right. Oh, Oh. stomachy. I'm a a, a quality acid guy. (laughs) You got a little sensitive stomach. I know you. (laughs) Do the goo. Is the goo is the way to go? That's it. Forget about the goo. The goo. Yeah. What's the goo? It's a a concentrate. Basically, it's like uh, it's like if you did a reduction. It's a, a mushroom reduction. Technically speaking, (laughs) but like hash mushrooms, yeah, and just gets rid of all the stomachy things because you don't have all that. other bullshit in this and all the. See, it's like I think it's just you know, your body just knows it's like oh fuck, get get it out, get it out. It's like slips it in, doesn't even know it's happening. You're like what? Yeah, you get in, you get out, no problem, and you can sleep. That's the number one thing. Should we do shouts? 
Yeah, let's do shadows because we're waiting on her. We got, we're just chilling. Let's just do shadows real quick. Boom. And then uh, we can, you can hang out Jim, with us. going to help you... us do the incredible shout out. Okay? Yes, there we go. That'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You'll get fired, bro. Uh, New Millennium Nutrients, we don't have it. We have no, we, we, we can't get fired around here. That's the one thing. Can't get fired no. on this show. Well, Dave nope. can. Dave can. MTI can't because I'd lose the show. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> physically couldn't do it. Dave, you're on thin ice, let me tell you right now. I'm on thin ice. <laughs> Better watch it. Watch it. I'm uh, watching it. So newmillenniumnutrients.com. You got to go to these guys if you want uh, the sort of the best of the best when it comes to uh, professional growing. Even if you're small, you can also pick up some of these products. But uh, if you're running any kind of large facility and you want to, you know, be in control of what you got. Uh, check these guys out. You obviously need to use the done deal. Um, there's a few products that are standalone, which uh, I think, any, well, they're all pretty much standalone, but the three that would be the most distinctive that you don't, nobody really has um, is their uh, Winter Frost, which is a finishing product, and that's like enhances yep. the terps and, and really brings out like the, you know, obviously the, 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 the glands and things, but it's just one of those things where you, you know your plants really well. So if you hit this at the very end and you see a difference, which you will, then you'll be like, all right, I want to try the rest of the fucking products these guys have because uh, that works amazingly well. But you can also pick up the, the Ruby Fulvic, which is their, uh, I think it's 11 types of, it's got 11 types of fulvic acid, uh, which is amazing. Uh, if you know anything about the quality of the of the different nutrients, fulvic acid is like the sort of the, the the champagne of the of the bunch. You know, it's the top top uh, element, and it works wonders. But you have nine sor or eleven sources, so kind of hits every combination you could ever hit. So check that product out, and also Decision, which is their single uh, another great product because it's like nobody really has that. You're in between. You want to go into you're, you're flipping your pro your plants. You run one or two rounds with this decision product, and it helps uh, set your plants up properly. And that really just, as you know, the good, healthy clones and healthy plants produce healthy buds at the end, and it really makes a difference. So check those three products out. Ask for the done deal. And uh, I know they're a little bit backed up, so if you have, if you want to get any kind of like things from them, and, and you should contact us direct also and say you're interested, and we can pass that along and kind of cut the line because they literally have a six-month waiting list on, on because of all the shows they did and all the requests for, uh, you know, little little packs and stuff. So just come through us. We'll take care Try of Try putting uh, Adam Dunn sent me in the subject line. That helps. It does <clears throat> help. Because you, it helps get it you helps. in the trash can, right? Real quick. You're like, no. No, of course not. Um, and then Juana's big competition, right? Oh, the I biggest. Oh, look at yep. He's crying. I can see tears look, coming down. Two toughest kids on the block. <laughs> man. It, there's nothing wrong with being one or two. No. You know, it's either Juana or Incredibles. And you know, I, I emphasized earlier about the fact that um, the knowing your product from front to back is important. And that's one thing these guys always have uh, had in their back pocket with uh, Derek on board, Mr. D money. They, they've got the grower and the processing and everything in one under one roof. And it makes a big difference. And that's kind of why these guys uh, produce such consistent products. Check out their website. They've got a whole new look uh, on their packaging and on their website, obviously. So it uh, looks very streamlined, very cute. Very nice, but I do miss the it's old. Kinda, it's kind of it's retro, right? Like it I, is. I saw it's some very fifties. Like throwback to it looks like, like Willy Wonka. Or something. It says it says incredibly <laughs> wanna. I incredibly wanna. Right on it. It says that. I can't believe it. Can't believe well, it says it, the it, word. It wanna. highlights the edibles <laughs> in the name. 
No, it is really. But looking, they have like nine new flavors. Yeah, looking good. You know, looking good. They're, they're, um, they're Charm City. Company. I don't know what that is. That's a whole new. That's new to me. That's a lot of stuff we need to try. That's what it sounds like to me. That's sounds what it like, sounds like to me. Sounds too. like you, Dave, need to go talk to Bob and tell him you had Juana on the show, just just like I said. <laughs> and then you play the music. You go, play that at the same time in the background. And then you, yeah, and we get us a bunch of new stuff to try on the show. Bob and I love each other. I'm sure you ADSI Edibles Division. Right, right. You know? We can do it, and uh, we can also yeah, take. We can have Juana products too. That's okay. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have a whole bunch of those around, and we can just we'll play the music, and we'll eat them at the same time, and we'll see who wins. That's it. There we yeah. go. Whoever's on the floor that, first, the other guys win. Idea. That's that's how it goes. Like if Dave's on the floor, I'll be down for that. Then you, then uh, you know, <laughs> the Incredibles. You okay? Good. All right. Challenge accepted. Good. Perfect. Yeah. I, knew, I knew. I knew. I knew we could use this to I'm our advantage. I mean, sir, I, I mean, me personally. I mean, okay. Here's the here's the deal. Right. Here's the deal. We need fifty two eighty worth of product in any form, and we're going to do the fifty eight uh, fifty two eighty challenge, and we'll just do that. So we there need we like. Go. So that way everybody has to eat. So we need a bunch of 5280. So we need a whole, like, we need like, whoever's going to be in the challenge. And so Dave has to eat 5280, and I have to eat 5280. And Wait, 5280, like 5,280 milligrams. Yes. Yeah, and whoever man. goes down Over first. Over the course of how long? Well, we'll start a couple hours before the show, and then at the show we'll just sort of mow down, and we'll be <laughs> sloppy messes by that point. That's what the idea. Sloppy messes. And I want you to That'd go be... down during the show, so, <laughs> so we have to figure out how long you can last, <laughs> and it has to be within the three-hour time period, so that you, my friend, are on the ground, a blithering pile. Yesterday of gel. I ate five <clears throat> Incredibles over the course of a day, so 250 milligrams. Okay. That's a little start. But Five thousand milligrams is uh, is that's like that's yeah. And not don't forget the two eighty. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. Don't forget the two eighty. And we have done deals for Incredibles at, at uh, that we're oh, gonna explain here in a little bit. Oh track. yeah, let's let, yeah let's do it. But do also it. we um, have a done deal that you can get at True Pura, the which sister company, it, which is a sister company to them, and that's their CBD line, and you can get that directly to your house delivered so you don't have to even go anywhere, and get the done deal twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. See that twenty percent off. No. Sh- with 45% off. Okay, Juana, you got to keep up with us. Juana, 45% off they give us, right? Uh, Dave, yeah, come on, 45. Dave. Think a little quicker, Dave. 50. Right? 50, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay, so we oh. got 50. Oh, Juana will be in for 25%, right, <laughs> no, Joe? We already had him at 50. That's dude. fair. You, you always want to outdo the competition a little bit. DJC just did Dave, this wrong. Dave is a, Dave is a uh, uh, mm-hmm. consummate strong armor, I'll tell you. Right. What are you talking about, Joe? (laughs) That thirty percent deal you're going to give us is going to be no problem for you guys. We're going to give you so much business. Exactly. So honestly, thirty-five percent. It'll be amazing. I'll tell you what. You don't know how much Trupure is. Trupure has already got. MTI, like his parents are already like emptying bank accounts out just to pay, yep. just to pay for them. Right? Like M&Ms. We need more True Pura. Yeah. He can't go to college. He, his college years are over. Yeah. Things are done. Yeah, he's, they've taken all the money out. Yep. So anyway, if you want that kind of dedication, <coughs> you need to be on our, on our show somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. But you only after it. the battle. Only after the battle. 5280 right. battle. We'll do that first. 5280. Yes. And you're in it, Dave. Okay. Okay. Well, that would be fun just to see how long Dave could go before he, Me, of before he drops. Not that long. We're going to we're gonna let it. We're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be well, on what the does sh- drop mean? Do I get to sit down or is it like I'm, I'm yeah, past 45 degrees, you know, and I'm lying down? What's the. We'll let the. We'll let the we're going to let Chat Gang figure it out. Chat Gang's going to be in. Mike Denver right. is oh, going to be the one. Then He'll I'm be dead. watching. He'll be like. They'll, they'll <laughs> he'll be like. His eyes are flickering. He'll be like, Dave's <laughs> eyes, one eye's closed. 
Dave's like, what I? He's like, God, it's what? that scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're doing shots, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you gotta. And at our and, at our next all one, right, who's next? We can get we can get an incredible done deal at this next one. Always, apothecary extracts. No, no, Green Farms. Bro, who is it? Green, Green Farms. Farms Med. Green, Green Farms, Farms Med. Say it, Dave. Come on. GreenFarmsMed.com. Remember we changed so we could do the done deal for Incredibles? Yes, because you can actually get the Incredible done deal right there at Green Farms in uh, Colorado Springs. So if you have a medical card in Colorado and you want to get no-till grown uh, cannabis, never been sprayed with any bullshit, um, it makes a huge difference. When they, on their rosins, just like looking at the the profiles of the rosin, you're like, holy shit, this stuff's like right like all everything is up it's not just like extremely high in thc with a little bit of this it's like it has cbd it has cbns it has cb uh, c's and all sorts of you know and cbg and everything and so all full, the c's all the c's all full spectrum but anyway check them out Look, dale's here i see dale say hi to dale hey dale. Hi, dale she's here she's ready for 420 she's like oh it's fine we're minutes. doing shout outs you can unmute any time and help us advertise for the show we got to pay the bills. Yeah, Hit that unmute, though. You'll unmute. do better than Dave, no problem. Yes, okay. She'll do better than Dave without knowing any of the products, just, <laughs> just like that. Uh, of course. Look at that. Of course. Look and at no worries. Course. I was on mute having my own private 420. So. That's Hello, fine. Hello, gentlemen. Cool. We're going to be 420. Good. We got about- I was enjoying watching the show. I wasn't sure if I should interrupt. So I just oh, no, it's cool. We're, we're going to do shout-outs. We're going to shout outs. continue shout-outs for now just to kind of pay the bills, and then we're going to jump on with you. And uh, how how are you doing on time? Because look, you got only four minutes left with um, with uh, should we do should we do the last four minutes with him and then? Oh, bail out? My, mine's not a hard. Mine's not a hard. Stop. Oh, you're not a hard. Okay, all right. All right. So let us finish. Means. No, my only hard stop is the hungry heathens. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Uh, AKA children. Yeah, yeah, got you. All right, so let's, I'm let us finish. So I'm gonna go back on mute and let you do your shout out. Sounds perfect, Dale. All right, all right. thanks. Um, so, uh, greenfarms.med.com, check them out, get the done deal if you go there. And also if you go to Louisville and you want to grab some, uh, inputs to grow your own, you can go to, uh, Green Farms Feed and Seed in Louisville. Also done deal at the, at the, you know, check out and see what, see what, see what happens. They may just slap, they may just slap an extra 15% on top. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Um, it's, it's one of those moving bar done deals. You just sort of just ask for it and see if they'll give it to you. That's right. You never know. And uh, next up, we got our longest lasting. I think these guys have been with us since day one. Yeah. Um, and couldn't have anybody better. Buildasoil.com. If, you, if you're looking for uh, organic inputs be, like delivered to your door, you go straight to these guys. They have the best sourced uh, materials, uh, IPM products for your plants, uh, for your pest management they've got obviously soil in all different combinations and you can do custom blends and uh as little as you know a couple bags up to a couple yards up to you know truckloads the guy does amazing amazing work uh also if you want to listen to any of the old shows with jeremy from the show always a wealth of knowledge from him and if you call them, you, if you want to call them direct, you can go to 855-877-SOIL, contact somebody direct at the shop. Every single person who works there is like weed friendly and understands what's going on. They got weed growing in the shop in tents. They got side-by-side comparisons with uh, plants growing with uh, super soil and only water and other plants growing with, with teas and, and comparing the two. And you get to see, you know, real, real great shop, great people. Uh, and the done deal as usual on the, on the checkout. And that'll get you another discount on top. 
Listen, they don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. They have a full serving. You can get produce down there, mm-hmm. all the veggies you want. I mean, it is Soured, sourdough. Mushrooms. Dave wants to go for the sourdough, of course. Uh, well, he got, he's the one that got me into it. So, you know, and I, I keep a sourdough starter alive. I feed it every day. And so, nice. yeah, no, listen, you got to go to their, their uh, Instagram page and follow them there because they are doing some firework. And this one's Dave's right here. Ozo Coffee. Oh, good. I can do that. Oh, listen. I'm a I'm a huge fan, Dale. I don't know if you could get Ozo Coffee in in California, but you can get it shipped to you. So you can go to ozocoffee.com. You enter done deal in the promo code, and you actually get twenty percent off your first order. They roast all their own beans. They source everything across the globe. They've got a guy who go. I believe his name is Nolan. He goes out. He sources beans. They roast them on a 1959 roaster in Boulder, and once you try this coffee you are ruined from you won't go to coffee shops anymore you you, you won't there's no folgers it'll never happen i'm in but, <clears throat> Ozo i'm in coffee, coffee has killed yeah, the I, revolution so i've yeah. seen their um, store at uh, 55th and arapaho right yeah mm-hmm. it's right near juana's home i mean it's like 20 blocks right you yeah. know so right down the road it's on arapaho you're on arapaho you got i know back, you should have Ozo come in and bring you guys some coffee for all Awana and uh, make sure they know about the done deal there. And then when we're getting that 35% off Awana, it'll be a, an, an interesting combination done deal. He's creeping uh, it up. He's creeping up. You know. I like it. I like it. Well, I heard one of the greatest things is is Awana edibles and coffee together. I mean, it's like Reese's Is that right? You heard that, huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to go to Ozo Coffee. Oh, They've got three. They got a bunch of locations here in Boulder and in Longmont. Um, they're great people. Um, they're deadheads, of course. That's why we get along so well. Um, they're cannabis friendly. They sell the Willie's Reserve CBD coffee. So you can pick that up also. Um, so just head over to ozocoffee.com and enter the done deal. And uh, that's how we pay our coffee bills. It makes my mom happy. That's, that's all I know. She's like, I got some she, more for you guys gets, too. When, so. we get, when we get five pound bag of coffee, her, she gets a big smile. We drink so, so wait, when I go to the website, I there's a I, I enter in done deal just like that. Yep. One word. D U N N D E A L. All right, I'm gonna do that. I love coffee. Awesome. There you go. And then and then we'll we'll try to see if we can we can after you've done that and then we will we'll, Dave will do some magic and we'll try to get some some Moana angles since you guys are close by that we can done deals yeah. at the, and then yeah. we're like facilitating at the we're just we're over facilitating yep. at that point yeah on the speaking of over facilitating if you're in if you're in barcelona oh. and you want to be over facilitated you need to go check out our friends over at treasure pd is back up and rolling the place is jamming it sounds like it's uh it's back up it's they got the back fixed and things i mean I, I'm, I'm well ex- the treasure shout out is only for non-americans because if you're an american oh, you know. can't fucking go to barcelona you, so uh, you're shit out of luck yeah. but everyone else but you're trapped there, and, you might be trapped there there's a lot of there's <laughs> definitely a few americans who are like holy shit we're trapped one here. of our faculty got trapped in italy uh, oh. during the shutdown Oh yeah. Trapped in Italy. oh yeah, amazing Luke. I know Luke. I know. Yeah, he yeah. was out there going to the International Trademark Academy. He was uh, he was my uh, canary in the coal mine at the time. I was like, oh, let's check out Luke. Oh, look, he's got to wear a mask. That guy's a douche. <laughs> I'll never do. I'll never do that. I'll never do that. Never have coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen in America. America's never, never gonna here. wear it. 
and now we're already fighting over it. But if you go, if you are trapped in Barcelona and you want to go check them out, or if you're in Barcelona, or if you're in Europe and you can you freely move like like we used to be able to do at one time before we, before we became before we became a fourth world country. Now we're we're beyond third world. We're fourth world. We're less. We're lower than Sri Lanka. We're the our, worst world. Yeah, no, we are literally our fourth, passport is worthless. A fourth world country we've turned into. Um, we can't even go to Canada. We're sad. It's a sad. It's and sad. Little sad did day. we know that the wall Trump was building was just to keep us in. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing, MTI. Yeah. Great. Yeah, all right, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Great. Yeah. That was so great. <laughs> Finally. All right, who's next after Treasure? Apothecary Farm. Oh, yeah. Talking about done deals. That's the spot. But that's a done, double done deal, too, right? Don't they sell Incredibles also there? Double done. Yeah, you can get double done deal. I don't know, maybe. So you can go to Apothecary Extra. Our done deals for. For the Ambrosia and the Ambrosia and the, and the Fuse Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ambrosia Fuse We have a we have a uh, actual we have our own actual deal. We'll but, have to talk to Brent to see if we can get that store wide or uh, something like that. We are smoking on some right now, aren't we? Yeah. Yes, we what do you got? I uh, was smoking something. Uh, the Joe, the, what the was it Jan- Jared's Jambo. Oh, there it is. It's Mambo and and uh, Jam Band. Oh, Jam Band. See, look at Dave. Look at his ears. There his ears go. perked up. Whoa. <laughs> I used to, I used no, to, no, I got, I used to do the travel for gelato. Did you? Oh, nice. Yeah. And I got some sour diesel batter, which is uh, always interesting. I'm out of hash. You're out now? Yeah. <gasps> what, totally out right now? What? Like yeah. now at this moment? Oh, no, no, I have oh, some no. right now. Oh, okay. But, yeah, but pretty well, much out. You have to do the sound effect. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. it. Where, 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 whenever you're out of hash. Like that's like if you can. Yeah. But those so guys. the deal at Apothecary is a gram of ambrosia and an infused joint for 25 bucks. So just when you're going in to add that to your order, just mention the done deal and mm-hmm. and they will give you a nice cram of ambrosia and uh, and uh, an infused joint. I gotta say, I tr- I tried in the infused joint and I I enjoyed it. I don't know what it was in it, but Mark gave it to me. I'm hoping it was a uh, it was fire. <laughs> he but put some sherm. He, he, he dipped it in sherm. I'm sure. in sherm he was great. like, "Is yeah, that he... what happened to me for the next two weeks?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, <sighs> I'll, I'll, "I'm gonna ring his bell." Bing. That was the reason. <laughs> But yeah, go do the done deal at uh, Apothecary Farms for sure. There you go. And of course, Extract Craft. I, I was telling, I was telling him, I actually did. I did two runs now, uh, this last weekend, and. My only problem with it, it was too fucking easy. I was like, damn it. <laughs> this thing is too easy. It works too. Just push the button and you stop. And there's nothing you can do. You can't think you're a hero by twisting knobs or doing anything exciting or <laughs> valves or anything. You're like, this thing's fucking It so has a complicated easy. start button. Yeah, it's well. You have to set it. The only thing you had to do is set the um, the altitude. And after that, it's pretty much just hit one button. Then now they have their um, blowout going on for their their source, which is a, all, a smaller version of the Eto Pro, which is the one I'm talking about. Um, but the Eto Pro, uh, you get ninety about ninety eight percent on average. You know, ninety five, ninety five, eight percent of the return on all your alcohol comes back super clean. Uh, the Crucible is really easy to work with, and you just basically you need that couple silicone mats and it, you can turn it into it's its own vacuum oven so you can pretty much turn it back into a vacuum oven it's kind of like a cool self-contained uh, ethanol uh, recirculating mm-hmm. system which is totally safe to use and uh, can run about a pound at a time through it uh, a pound after it's been uh, washed you know so you wash it and take it out the, the plant material and drop it in there and only have to wash it for a few minutes. It's it's pretty damn easy. It was that was the problem. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I set it and forget it. This is 
I don't want that. I, I want to be a hash guy. I want to sit around and potentially blow myself up all the time, right? That's the part, isn't that part of the isn't that part of the deal? Aren't we supposed to be like on the edge? No, you know, it's the it's the opposite of that. It's very easy to it's easy to use. Um, and of course, you just got to get a good source of ethanol. And the best source that we found is they're right here in Colorado at from Mystic uh, Mountain Dis, uh, Distilleries. They have the 420 extractor, which is their product uh, designed for pretty much use. They are friends with the guys from Extract Craft, and they saw the the need for this product, so they went out and started producing it themselves. Now they're producing shitloads of hand, hand sanitizer, of course, because they're like, <laughs> they're like fuck. Every time I call the guy, he's just like, he goes, hand sanitizer. I'm like, what, dude? Hello, it's me, Bill. Hey, oh, you. Oh, you can tell he's like stressing out because he's, all he's doing is whacking out like millions of gallons of hand sanitizer. Um, but no, the best uh, grain alcohol that's designed for extraction, so you know you're going to get the right thing. Check them out. You can get it for uh, about four. It's like 36 bucks a liter if you're buying, uh, or a gallon if you're buying uh, like more than five or something like that, which is, mm. or five or more or whatever, which is pretty good price. So check them out uh, and get a little bit of free shipping, I think, when you do the done deal or something like that. If they can, if they can remember. Be like, I hand sanitizer. Just tell them hand sanitizer, and you get the, <laughs> you'll get something. Uh, and our guys over at oh, here you go, Fourteener Boulder. You go. Back to Boulder, man. We're all about Dale, Boulder. Did you know that Fourteener actually puts my mug on a can of weed, and they sell it? You believe it or not? It's actually pretty good weed too. <laughs> she, believed, she believed everything until you say yeah, they sell it. Closer to the camera, so I can see the. Oh, he Bring it on up there. Does he have it? He doesn't have it. Oh, he has one. Look oh, up. there it is. That's awesome. Yep, I noticed you uh, do the DJC. I'm the DSJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, it was close. But if whenever you get to Boulder after this you know, whole thing is over, you got to head to 14er. Um, they grow well, fire grounds, I live in Denver. I learned how to walk and talk in Denver. Um, my parents moved me there when I was just a few months old. You're a native. Uh, I was five, and then I went back. I can't remember how old I was. We'll say 22-ish and stayed there for a few more years. My dad, my real dad, still lives on Castle Hill. So, uh, yeah, I lived in Westminster right next door to Boulder and worked Holy up in the mountains. So I drove through Boulder all the time. So yeah, yeah, I, it, it could very well happen. Well, welcome back. <laughs> but when you do come, it's 14 or Boulder. They're on Mapleton, right across from the mm -hmm. YMCA. They only do pre-order right now. They only let one person mm -hmm. in the store at a time. Everyone's yeah. wearing gloves. Everyone's wearing a mask. Nobody's nose has been in your can. Everything is sealed at manufacturing. Uh, tons of strains right now. Medical is offline for a little bit, so everything's recreational. They even have edibles right now. They make their own chocolate bars rosin um they do uh ambrosia through apothecary extracts so you can get it you can get 14 or uh concentrate at the store or you can get it at apothecary but you go to 14 or boulder.com you place a pre-order you just show up your order's ready for you you walk in you walk out it's uh i wish i could say we have a done deal there but it's boulder we don't have anything yet but uh someday we might working on it we're working on it but i love those guys 14 or boulder oh shit Oh shit! <coughs> Fishheadfarms.com. Oh shit! Uh, uh, do you use fish fish shit at all, Dale? Uh, <laughs> <not> <laughs> um, although at some point you may hear in the background out that that door right behind me the chickens. Um, Ooh. We we do have some instructors though that that specialize. Well, we can get we can definitely get you a sample direct from these guys because this is a great product. Um, 
Yes, we'll try it. And we are about to start doing product reviews. Nice. So. Oh, well, then. Yeah. If if if, part of the, if if you're looking for something that smells god awful, god awful, like you basically open it up and, and go, works, oh my, it well works well. like a dream and works like a dream, but it definitely enhances terpenes. I ran it in the entire last crop, and I've, more than one person just said this is the best thing you've ever done. And like I was like, well, I think it's. I hope it's not just just the fish shit, but I think apparently it might be because I didn't change anything else in my formula. But no, that's amazing. It's an amazing product. Um, it creates. Uh, it's you know. It's, it's another microbial product, um, but bringing in things that you normally obviously can't uh, in nature, but it's bang, yeah, banging product. Uh, they stand behind it. And uh, yeah, just you should definitely, if there's one thing you, know, you can I, add to your I, menu, I think that would I be understand. Great. So we have a blog with a home grower, uh, Jeffrey Hickey, mm-hmm. and we did a field trip today with our current semester students, and he has been writing an isolation blog. He and his wife, I was pre-existing conditions went into isolation uh, right back in February, as a matter of fact. Uh, So he's been doing the blog from his home garden, and we just did a field trip there, a video field trip. And apparently, uh, someone that was on that field trip just texted me to let me know that they did, in fact, discuss this shit. Oh, yeah? So we are talking about it. And uh, it sounds like I have a couple growers already that would love to try that product because, you know, uh, Oaksterdam is always jonesing for the good shit. (laughs) Pun intended. Indeed, all the way. I can't imagine that he wouldn't be, like, more than happy to send you guys out some. Um, Check it out at fishheadfarms.com. You can get the done deal. You can. 25% off. And it's 25% off. That's a great deal. It is. It is. And uh, we'll support our local fish farmers, or your local fish farmers. Now that I'm not a local anymore. Well, well, they're in. They're, they're in. in what, they're in, in the East Coast. They're yeah. They're up in. They're in Rhode oh, Island. I thought they're, they're, I thought they're in Rhode Island. Yeah, I, I think they're Rhode Island. Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. Well, I'm born in Maine. You said Maine. Yeah, they hate you now. Maine. Now they hate you, Dave. They're like. No, Dave I have sucks. Maine on the brain for other reasons. Maine right on now. the brain. Yeah. Okay. It's good stuff going on up there. Um, but yeah, no, but we do a, we, we do something so you can go to fishheadfarms.com and you can order it, but we actually do a little contest deal. So you can tell your friends if they ever want to send in their depiction of a fish in a diaper, because no fish are harmed during the harvesting of the fish shit. They have proprietary diapers that they wear, but since they won't let us in to see the fish in the diaper, we have a, a huge fan base that have been writing in with these photoshop and artistic drawings of fish in diapers and if they send it in there's a very good chance they're going to win five liters so uh you can send in your entry to done deal at adamdunshow.com and uh you know uh, uh, maybe a joe fish in a diaper would be pretty cool you know so anybody who puts joe hodis fish (laughs) in a diaper i'm just telling you right now if i if i see that Jamie, that's what should happen. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, never mind. Think about that. I know it's, to, it's a tilapia, though. It has to be specifically a tilapia. I mean, you could put a shark in there if you wanted to be all weird, but and get a, get a shark. Shark shit. Shark shit would be a pretty hot product, I bet. Shark shit. Yeah, I'm telling you. Once there I heard a tilapia, go. I got a little bit just. I was like, <laughs> it's like the one fish I wouldn't order. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's boring. It's a boring fish. Yeah. Onward. 
onward and upward. As you're talking about no fish are harmed, the rest of you are talking about mm-hmm. eating them, which does harm to the fish. Uh, yeah, I don't. So, <laughs> it's a whole different. Species, we got different different agendas going on here. I think. Seedsherenow.com. Seeds when your when your students want to grow, Dale, you can send them to seedsherenow.com, Definitely. and if they enter done deal in the promo code at the end, they also get. A great discount. Yes, sir. And they're shipped discreetly all across the country. And uh, I'm going to have to have you uh, send a list of all these done deals to me so that I can uh, alert my my semester students. I would we can good. do that. That, that. that would be good. That's a good. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Look at well, your watch. Like I said, well, we can do this stuff. Look at yeah. your watch. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that, is that yeah. Even convinced one or two to watch the show. Let's, let's, it could happen. At least oh, my two new subscribers. Woohoo! <laughs> That's how we roll, bro. Two at a time. Uh, 10,000 by January 1st. That's the goal. <laughs> we have. All right. uh, well, let's see if we can help get you there. Oaksterdammers, let's do. Make it happen. That's for sure. Um, but the guys over at Seeds right now, they have the best, the best uh, return policy because if you have any problems with any of the seeds, you just contact them, tell them what's up, and they'll uh, replace them. No fucking worries. They know what's up. Um, you can also go to their forum and talk directly to the breeders. If you have questions about certain, certain strains or whatever, you can talk to them direct. That's also nice. And they have like 50-plus breeders under their, under one roof, and they're all the top guys, and everybody's been vetted, and you know that's that's what we love about those guys. And next week, we're going to do a Seeds Here Now special breeder mm-hmm. show So because you know I knew they were Jones and... No pun intended, Jonesin. Everyone's Jonesin now. You got Jonesin on the brain now. Jonesin. No, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I have not even announced this on the Osterdam channel. So this Uh-oh. is the Easter egg drum for anybody that happens to be watching this oh, one. Oh, I have a drum roll. Oh, wait, wait. And we have, and we have oh, a nugget. We have a nugget. Nuggets. Get rid of the nugget. Nice. Nice nugget. Kind nugget. Mr. Jones and I, we are coming up on a 10-year wedding anniversary and what we have decided to do with ourselves as we are stuck at home with our three kids now uh is start a youtube channel called jonesing so that we can just simply address nice. what you are jonesing for whether it's news or product reviews various okay. stuff so very nice uh, yeah we have been percolating that idea for a little while now so it is in pre-production cool cool you can find it you can subscribe and then you will be the first to see the first video well, Jones. if you send me the link, I'll make sure to get it to Mark, and he'll put it up in the chat gang and on the site for right everyone on, to, to head to. We'll do that. Yeah. Perfect. I'm pretty sure that uh, we weren't – were we married yet when you took classes, Dave? No. You guys got married? Not yeah. if you only married you 10 and years Dave because got married. I was there oh 11 years ago. I'm confused. No. <laughs> Mr. Jones. Jeff Jones. Extraordinaire. No, of course. Um, Patient ID center when I first met him. Yes, uh, although Patient ID Center was just simply the second iteration. He was the OCDC, the Oakland Cannabis Buyers Cooperative, that went all the way to the Supreme Court on this issue. Back in the 90s, this man was fighting for medical cannabis uh, rights. He got uh, originally rated. um, He started the bicycle service in 95 before the law was passed, opened on Broadway in 97 and was promptly rated by the Fed. Uh, went, uh, he was actually uh, open for a while uh, before he was shut down. One in the ninth, ninth uh, circuit. So for about six weeks or so, it was legal for Mr. Jones to sell cannabis in America. He was the one mofo. And then, of course, they stayed him and uh, it went to the Supreme Court where he resoundingly lost 
Um, uh, but it was uh, it, that, that there were fights that, that went week, down uh, long before our time. I have a photo of him actually handing a legal bag of cannabis because this is back when baggies uh, existed uh, for such things to who the woman who is still our uh, student uh, garden recipient. She is a, a patient um, here in Oakland, California. So she receives the proceeds of the garden. The Oaksterdam Garden is still her patient garden. Uh, and uh, she's an MS patient, an amazing black lady uh, with MS, and uh, Yvonne Westbrook White, a true hero, true patient hero. She's been Shout out to Yvonne. Yep. Yvonne is an amazing woman. She traveled out uh, to D.C. to sit with him. We got, one, we got one more sponsor, though. One more sponsor. <gasps> this, well, tell me who. This could, be the, this could be the big one. Yeah, because your students would love this one. This is the one that they all need it at some point. Tell her, Dave. Come on. It's illuminarlighting.com. <laughs> Tell her. Uh, it's illuminarlighting.com. Yes, sir. And they have the best in the, they have the best in all forms of lighting, whether it be LED, ceramic metal halide, double-ended. Um, they have it all, and they can set you guys all up. And that might be an interesting one. I don't know if you who do you have for lighting right now. Do you have all random? hodgepodge all over the place or do you have a I, I do stuff? have several see yeah we when we went when we went online yeah we have uh now smaller gardens with each of our instructors so each instructor is testing a different lighting system mm. so that would right. actually be uh, is, there an, is there an illuminar in that mix or you know, do you know i don't think so no i'll have to double check but i don't believe so mm. so this is definitely well, a chance it's like a pretty good show for you <laughs> you're gonna be coming Indeed, home i, like, I, mean, I got fish shit. Awesome i got sponsor. lights Best show ever. Now we'll uh, we, we give away a light every month on the show at the final show of the month last final, friday month. last friday so coming up in two weeks and uh we do it every every month, and basically all you have to do is send us a uh, all. This is something that every student should do because they have a chance to win. Um, and they write us a letter, tell us why they need a light. Say, I just graduated at Oaksterdam. I need a light. We'll be like, what? It's working. See, we'll see. That'll give us the right away. We'll know that that our yeah, no, show actually made sense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we call them. We have to put a phone number in. We call them and say. What's the word of the month? Because if you go to the Illuminar uh, Instagram, they're going to say word of the month on the Adam Dunn show is whatever X Y Z. Well, it won't be Flargo. What was, it? what was my first one? I had some really bad ones before we actually came up with something scientific. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, go to Illuminar the word of the month. and uh, get the word of the month. Then, then you're like, we know you're dedicated at that point. You know, it was we, snarf. <laughs> snarf. Snarf. It's it <laughs> giving Joe ideas about where to hide the word of the month for Juana. On their marketing page, I know he's like, oh, yeah. these guys oh, are yeah. marketing geniuses. The, the ideas are just coming like a mile a minute. These guys know, and their marketing. Now look at the way these guys roll. Uh, <laughs> but the guys at Illuminar, they will take care of you <clears throat> if you uh, give them the done deal on the on the. If you're making a purchase, if you're making a big purchase, like you're about to buy fucking four hundred lights for somebody, just throw in that done deal and you'll save about fifty grand. You'd be like, holy shit, that was the biggest. Oh, done. Big Those done deals work pretty well. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to do. 
done deal. Anyway, bills we're done. Paid. That's it. We're, bills are paid. Woo! We still got all the people here. No one has gotten any kind of crazy emergencies from their kids, which is amazing. Uh, well, well I, I was actually going to say I apologize, Uh-oh. but I do there have to Oh, uh, but you to, stuck to in. You stuck Dale. in there. No, you stuck in. You hang in there, buddy. Oh, you, you were I, you were kind of doing your thing. I didn't want to interrupt oh, you. You and Dale need Dale to chat a... for five seconds before you go. There you go. That's it. This is I, your moment. Well, yeah, I, I could definitely do that because I did want to actually meet you uh, and talk and hear from you a little bit more, but I apologize. Um, but, yeah, I, I, a couple minutes, and then, and then I got to bounce, unfortunately. But Let's do it. Um, Thank you for sticking it out this long, Joe. Yeah. Great to hear. Not your voice not, not difficult, just uh, just timing issue. So, do it. Uh, now it's really good to see you. It was great to see Wanna Brands. I was actually down in Los Angeles just before all the shutdowns, where I was dumb enough to go in and out of LA airports twice in two weeks in February. Oh. Um, yeah. Whoops. Uh, but I got to see uh, Wana Brands at uh, the uh, Weed Week Awards. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was really great to see uh, oh, how good. celebrated your brand was at Weed Week. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you have an amazing crew. Thank you. And, you know, I, you, I don't know if you heard the very beginning of the show, but I was uh, talking about uh, the, the history that I was able to inherit when I started in this industry in 2014. And I was referring to people like you and 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 Osterdam and and your husband and you know all those other folks you just mentioned earlier. So um, thank oh, you for thank that. You. Appreciate that, Joe. I was yeah. uh, getting the kids set up to be quiet for this period when the show started. So I'll make you a deal. I'll watch your section if you watch my section, and I will catch you. That's on the easy flip enough. Line. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. To, uh, again. Certainly. Yeah, likewise. I would love that. And uh, and Dave and Adam, thank you guys so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. It was fun. And uh, I would like to, if I was honored enough to be able to do it again, I would like to do that. Dave, we'll circle back on on the uh, the five percent off deal that we talked meal. about. Well, Dave, and, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come for the fifty two eighty challenge anyway. We'll have to also and we're gonna have to be challenge. in the same room. So Dave has to get over his phobia being around people because he's i don't know why it's a you call it a phobia he wants me to buy show what does he want us to buy more just a general (laughs) i'm like face shield thing he wants us to buy this like 250 dollars thing that doesn't even work he knows he said it was funny looking funny looking it doesn't work buy it for me i'm like get out of town we're not buying that crap because he's scared to talk to people just to wear his halloween costume it would be a good halloween costume that's for sure <laughs> well, guys, well, thank, thank you. you I Joe. appreciate it. Thank Everyone, you, take care. We'll see you. Thank you. All Great right, hugs, brother. You too. So, and then there were three. Hello, Del Sky Jones. Hello, how are you? Good, to, good to see you again. It's really good to see you as well. So, I was telling Adam, I I attended Oaksterdam in two thousand nine. Uh, a buddy of mine wanted to, he's like, he wants to know everything there is about cannabis. I'm like, listen, I can talk to you for a while and lose my voice or we can spend a nice weekend in LA. And he's like, why don't I fly us down there? We'll go to, and I'm like, okay, that sounds great. So we spent a weekend in LA. We took your course. It was fantastic. But uh, the highlight of that weekend had to be when we were on a break and uh, sitting on the couch there is Tommy Chung and, uh, I grovel to you. I said, please, would you introduce? Mark's got it, right? Mark, got that photo? That was a good photo. 
Oh, listen to him. He says, yeah. no, he's <laughs> yeah. Oh, the size. Oh, no. The size. I'll send it to you, Mark. I, got so, it. I think okay. I have it somewhere. It's a good photo. So I'm I sitting on it. the... I, I see Tom. You no, know, I did not get a photo that day. I had to run and like drive to Oakland. And they're just like, no, you don't have time. Go, go, go. And I got a photo. <laughs> it, it was the way that it happened, having them all, they sort of... Uh, I got to talk to Tommy for the like universe, minutes, the planets aligned. It was an amazing uh, day. They all decided to meet up. Uh, I don't have that. And when the one heard the other one was there, the third one was like, "Well, I'll be right down." Yeah. All of a sudden, we had uh, Tommy Chong, Ed Rosenthal, uh, and the amazing Jack Her uh, in the back room. Uh, actually, a couple of them snuck out and watched class for a little while from the back. Um, we had a few celebrities. Sneak in and watch from the back in a baseball hat, and I, I wonder to this day if the if the students even knew uh, who was in the room at the time. But you knew, you noticed. Yeah, that wasn't gonna. That I wasn't gonna be lost on me right there. And uh, I went there I, when I went there when Redman was there one time, and he had like his glasses on, uh, and he was all looking dapper and like did not. It was we were going outside, we were smoking out the front, and it was just funny. I was like, "You're taking a fucking class here." He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm catching up." You know, and he had his book. He was taking. He took it super seriously. I was like. He did. And I was like, oh, yeah, congrats. Did. There you go. And, you know, I, I spoke to him not long ago. I had another student come through, Big Will from, from Philly. Mm -hmm. And uh, Big Will was letting me know that he knew Red Man and Method Man. And, and he, I, I believed him. And the next thing I know, he flips his phone around. And he's like, here, talk to him. And Red Man's just right there. <laughs> so I asked him, hey, do you still have, did you ever get certified? And he's like, are you kidding me? It's on my wall. So I am. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was very impressed. Was good. I forget yeah. what, that was around. That was a while ago, though. That was. Yeah, that I think that was Oakland, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, and that was like 2010 or something. Was yeah, we did not have the pleasure of smoking joints outside at the LA campus. There was some shit going down then, and I remember it started out with you giving a speech to everyone saying, listen, the community around here is thinks we're no bueno, and there is no smoking joints right outside. It's our good neighbor policy. Right. We were very strict with our students about a good neighbor policy because we had, you know, 55 people coming in from all over the world, and uh, we had residences across the street. Um, as well as other businesses. And so we wanted to make sure that we respected, you know, their residences and places of business. And, you know, I've got to tell you, we had a, a neighbor across the street that kept threatening to call the DEA on us. Um, and it, you know, it, it didn't concern, this was when it, LA was just a school and the patient ID center, it was not up north where there was <clears throat> maybe a little more growing. Uh, but in LA, uh, the, the plants that we kept on site were not uh, real plants. We brought real plants in for class and then they left again. They did not live there. Uh, and it was, uh, it was parking. When I finally started asking this gentleman why he hated us so much, it was because our students kept taking up uh, all the parking uh, right outside his house. And so we just bought about five orange cones and we knew when class was, so we would just, the first thing we did when we got there was drop those orange cones in front of his and the other like three neighbors that were right adjacent to us uh, and protected their parking for them. And the next thing I knew, his son was going through the program. His son now, <laughs> as far as I know, still runs an LA dispensary. And uh, yeah, it, it, 
it, it's often about neighbor relations and just don't piss off your neighbors. Just don't be a jackass or what I like to call a popple. Um, <clears throat> it's just not necessary. Uh, <laughs> so Zoom doesn't let <laughs> you do that. Days, but I love that you are wearing um, your I was trying. Flair. I was yeah, trying. Fantastic. We are actually working on trying to get an online store for all that again. You used to bring plants in to class, and I really wanted to go to a Los Angeles cannabis club. I mean, it was just 2009. I hadn't smoked a you know, quasi-legal joint since I was in Amsterdam in years prior to that, and we came, you, I, I don't know if it was you or I came up with the plan, but I would carry the plant and you would show your California ID. And when we went in, maybe they wouldn't ask me for it because I was bringing the plant back. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And we stayed there for 45 minutes and I got to smoke a joint there and uh, cross that one off the list. So that, that, was a, that was a great day. I mean, you don't often get to take a picture with, Three, your 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 heroes. I was, uh, I, I'm the only one that should not be in that photo. You know, it should be the three of them together. It, it, uh, I, I totally understand that. I had a I had a, a sort of a cannabis moment like that with the CIA, where I had Rob Clark there because he just kind of hung out anyway, and then Mel Frank was in town, and then Ed, Ed Rosenthal was also in town, right? And the thing is, they, I told all three of them to come over at the same exact time, like, oh, hey, come over at four, come over at four, come over. And they all came, and it was like, oh, no. They're not supposed to be in the same room because, like, that guy didn't talk to that guy for, like, 10 years, and this guy didn't talk. And I, I didn't know this because I was just, like, 22. Yeah, I was like, I was just like hey. And so I'm like, and so that, and, Well, the funny part was is I, I brought them all over to take photos of my weed. So they all, but they didn't want to, like, do it together and it was just weird it was like the weirdest <laughs> moment like i had so like I, at one point i was sitting there and i look i look over i got rob in one corner taking a photo of one plant i got ed rosenthal in another corner taking a photo of another plant and i have mel and i'm like this is really strange like i was gonna set it all up together and put and they were like no nah, i need my own everybody wanted their own little piece so i had like this weird cannabis moment where it was like right, they're each too big to be in the photo with each other yeah, well, I think I mean Ed's one of those guys. He's he's the one that probably created the, the between the because I think Mel's a super cool guy and Mel's pretty mellow. Yeah, and and so is Rob. But I think it was just it was weird because it was this is in 1993, so it was like there was just something that had like for like the last six seven years it was just like a. <gasps> And well, I was like, Mel oh. used to roll with Ed. Um, exactly. No, I think they, that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the problem right there. I think you've nailed it on the head and right there. And which is a big tent, and oftentimes folks that will not work with each other will still work through yeah. us with we we always had I think we always had the same. We had always the same thing because of being we were more of a clothing company. Even though I was yep. a seed company, I was also a clothing company. And I didn't have this sort of clash of, and then I worked with all these different people. And it was kind of like, I had the same vibe for a long time where it was like, wow, people really kind of hang out here. But once they, once we kind of pulled, drew out of the picture, then they, they never, those camps never come together again. You know, it's like, oh, it's gone forever. There was a moment in time when they all kind of came together. And I'm sure you've seen that because it's a never ending, you know, soiree. Oaksterdam's holy ground. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like, I mean, all of them, like the entire movement could fit in a room and they often did. Uh, <laughs> for, sh- for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, there's, there's old lore about how um, the 9-11 attack uh, is probably what, quote unquote, saved the cannabis movement uh, because the, uh, the, the Fed had firmly moved into the Bay Area and were circling um, because of the friendliness of the Osterdam uh, founders. Mm-hmm. Basically, the owners of the restaurants in the hood would tell them what the agents in the hood were talking about over lunch because the <laughs> FBI building right around the corner from Osterdam. So they knew that they were in for it. And apparently, uh, as, as they were swarming, uh, the planes flew into the building and the agents were yanked off of, off of this beat. So uh, there's, there's been a few times by the hair of our chinny chin chin because back in that day, uh, raiding that room mm-hmm. would have decimated the entire movement. Right. Yeah. That's why the president and the vice president are not supposed to be in the same location at the same time to preserve continuity. And we no longer Amsterdam. do that. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, gotta have our, our former president is now back in Texas. Uh, Richard moved back and he's uh, near his mom, Ann Lee, who forms Republicans Against Marijuana Prohibition, Grant. And uh, Mr. Jones and I will just um, never fly in a helicopter together or uh, do anything dangerous. Smart. That's what all, you know what, that's going to be the way of the future. Now that we have three kids, you know, it makes sense to make deals like that. I was actually very impressed, uh, you know, homage uh, to, to, you know, what that family went through. And I was actually impressed to find out that they had made that decision as parents, um, never to fly in a helicopter at the same time. And it's, you know, it's something to think about. Absolutely. Did I just drag it down? I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Usually Adam would say something regarding some STD or no, some horrible that's, thing. That's all in your, that's in your, that's in your trip. You know. um, so speaking of Richard, oh, Richard Lee, so, 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 so give you, also give you a little backstory too. So when Richard Lee came to Amsterdam in, I think it was about 93 or 94, I believe it was, right? On that kind of first trip, came, came over, and uh, this is when I had the CIA. And the, my, so the CIA was the Oaksterdam of Amsterdam, basically, right? Because it was the American version of what we thought being a bunch of stoners in a spot would be. Like, we, we actually carved it out, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make, we're going to grow plants here and we're going to do that, you know. And then later when reality kicked in and the Dutch guys, Dutch cops came and were like, the fuck do you think you're doing? They were like, oh, well, it's legal, of course, you know what I mean? And, we kind of had them all scratching their heads. We had them all scratching their. We had them all scratching their heads, and we, you know, we managed to stay open for a couple, two years, right? We had two years, two good years, because of course they don't really nobody pays attention. Um, but in those two years, uh, we kind of like by doing what we thought was what you're supposed to do, we kind of like made it real, right? So then. Richard, we went downstairs, picked him up in his wheelchair with our two friends. We dragged, you know, the Amsterdam stairs are like this steep, right? So we had to take him up the stairs. That was a mission in itself, right? We had like two two above and one below, and we were like up these little squeezing up these things. So we finally get him up there, and he sits, and he like he kind of like wheels into our first kind of our foyer area, which is like we had hemp plants that were about. 12 foot tall because we had a skylight there so we had plants going straight up to the skylight oh, wow. and we had uh 
you know, books on sale. And we had, that was kind of like the, where we had the grow room and we had a little display set up. And we had a map on the wall with the coffee shops that we liked and go to these coffee shops. You know, we kind of had our little layout set up. And then we had this big kind of the, the long, big room. And it was also crooked. So he's on his wheelchair going, cruising around, looking at everything. And he had like the biggest fucking smile on his face. And he literally, at that moment, I could see everything just happening. It was like ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. And then later when he went home, he like started Oaksterdam sort of in his, like that was his it's totally his fucking yeah. thing. It was like he saw oh, the light. He, he just saw, yeah, well, he saw, because we were different than a coffee shop. We were more of a, a No, no, a no. Hangout. He came back and started the yeah. Bulldog Coffee Shop. Oh, the Bulldog. Shop. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, like he ripped, I mean, yeah. you can see yeah. he, he, he didn't think outside, too far outside the what was given to him. Like, look, here's a cool American spot. Here's the most fucking famous Dutch spot. And, you know, he had no problem taking the names of both. Like, take it, like he would have called it the well, CIA. Well, it was a good, just so you know, it was a, a an agreement with them. Okay. Right, and right. But I mean, also. Them, he said, if you ever make it to America, I will give it to you. Hmm. Uh, and because they were uh, disallowed <laughs> from sure. entering the country. Uh, and they they did wind up coming. The kids all, uh, they came and visited. I'm trying to remember. But it was a long time ago. I still, I've been rocking the fanny pack that they, uh, the swag that they brought. But uh, yeah, Richard um, entirely uh, offered the American Bulldog Coffee Shop to them. Right. So it was kind of fun to watch though because it was one of those things where, you know, America was the big arena, right? It, like, yeah. Holland is always like this. T- it's a little village, really, right? So we could we could operate there, and we could kind of get around doing what. We, and I was like, you know, when I actually came to the facility and was going up and down the elevators and looking at grows down, you know, seeing all this stuff, I was just like, "Holy shit, dude! This is like like what we did, Americanized." You know what I mean? Like everything taken to the next level. Like, well, and he's also from Texas, so they go big. <laughs> exactly. So now I was pretty. But I was happy because he later, like he, and I didn't think about it. I just was like, wow, he did it great. You know, and he was like, dude, this is all you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I did this all because of you guys, you know? And I was like really honored to hear that it was kind of like an inspiration for him to do what he did because, because we actually had a a university idea, which we, so we, we did the High Times Cannabis Cup in 93, right? So we organized that, put that together. And the part of the deal was, we got a, an ad, right? So, like, and then to us, we couldn't really think about what to advertise because we knew people weren't going to actually come to the spot, right? So we're like, oh, what can we do? So we made a quarter page thing that we did, International Cannabis University, and it was uh, a picture of a graphics bong with an apple next to uh, apple pipe next to it, and we had uh, some like hydroponics and some cloning paperwork below it, and it said, uh, you know, send five dollars. Right. Our whole deal was we thought if a thousand people send us five bucks, we made five thousand bucks. We're pretty happy with that, right? So we thought that was gonna be the end of it. And we got shit. We got like a hundred people actually sent us money. And I was like, really? A hundred people? Out of all that like time like we thought thousands, I mean, not even a hundred, maybe sixty eight or something like that, and there was a couple without money, but half of them were from prison, right? Like they were all people from prison. <laughs> so somebody in prison like handed around a high times and somehow smuggled oh. out five bucks and a fucking thing to people because I got all these like weird letters that were all in tiny little pieces uh. of card. So it was kind of interesting. I was like, what? Well, I was like, and then at the end it would say, and when I get out. I'm coming over there to see you. <laughs> and I was like, well, there's another one. There's another one that's definitely I from prison. I a lot of those letters. 
And uh, so, but it was pretty cool because it was like we did that in '93. So that came out, I think, in '94 because they put it in like the year later. And uh, mm -hmm. and then that all was kind of like right at the beginning of, of uh, California happening in 215. So, and the weirdest part is I didn't realize it because everything changed around. We were just happened to be there then doing what we were doing, and everything was happening here. And people were coming to, like, people were actually coming to Amsterdam with 10,000 bucks ready to spend money, somebody else's money, of course, and uh, came, to, came to find us out, you know, and, we, and then later we find out that it's all because that was happening, you know, that was bubbling at the surface, and people were actually, you know, you go to Amsterdam, pick up seeds from these guys, and there was no internet, you know what I mean? So everything was, like, definitely like, like it was back in the day. It was all, you know, word of mouth and... People had to know about you, and when it came to seeds, everybody knew about Sensi, which I worked at, and then everybody knew Positronics when you got there. But besides that, there really wasn't much going on. You guys have, how's, how, what do you guys been doing for, like, what do you tell your students for seeds and things like that now? What's your, what's your sort of go-to of how do people start after they've graduated? What's their first, is it like go start, get clones from somebody, or do you guys have any kind of, like, you have your own clones in-house, right? Uh, we actually. Not, we or you teach, used to. Used to, at least. Back well, the... so yes, I guess that <laughs> there's a flow of history here. Um, pre federal raid, okay, so I mentioned at the top the first federal raid on the Oakland Cannabis Buyers Cooperative, the OCBC, that resulted in the Supreme Court. Uh, fast forward to 2012, and Oaksterdam uh, was raided, Richard Lee was raided. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, prior to that, uh, Richard had a nursery that uh, supplied all of our plant needs. Um, when the raid happened that day, April 2nd of 2012, Richard was forcibly retired. And the school, uh, I took the school, the museum, and eventually I also uh, rescued the gift shop um, and it went separate ways, let's say, from the dispensary. The nursery uh, did not survive uh, the federal raid. Uh, big, big Mike, Big Mike Parker uh, did try. He was poised to get an equity um, license here in Oakland, uh, and he suffered a heart attack and died um, two years ago now, um, this last April. So uh, the nursery did not make it, um, and we had to restructure the school to survive on our own. Um, we were very much a, a part of the entire family with a dispensary and, um, you know, the, the Blue Sky Coffee Shop that was SR-71 and uh, Bulldog and, and the uh, original Oakland, Oaksterdam area. Um, and so just the, the transformation since then, and it's been interesting uh, hearing some of these stories again, and I, I feel like I must have met you in Oakland, uh, but... I was, yeah. I was the one that Richard sent out to battle all the time, so I was not always there. Yeah, I came there with. Um, Do you remember? With, with, I was I was with Chris Bliss. Remember Chris Bliss, of course, right? So we did we did talk, and yeah, that swag was from you. So you actually mentioned uh, something important, and this is why we don't tout Oaksterdam University as the first in the world, because we pay homage uh, to that original idea, and we just say we're America first. So I don't know if you ever noticed that uh, or cared, but um, um, I don't think I don't think we were acknowledged. To the I don't think we ever really acknowledged it because we never. In the end of the day, 
no one showed up because it was a stoner thing, and we got a hundred. We got we got our money, and nobody ever came. Well, there was the Amsterdam College. Uh, the what was it called? Yeah, the um, Cannabis College. Cannabis College. That was years yeah, later. That, that was that yeah. was a few years later. I think that, but the, when that you, was really just a museum exhibition. It was not. I mean, nobody yeah. did classes like we did. No, um, no. So we could probably claim the first and beat our chest over it. But I think part of at the end what of the day, to do point out whose shoulders we stand on. Yeah, and and, so and, and and it's and you know and I and I worked with Cloverleaf and I've worked with other university type you know educational things and it's just it's an it, it's a type of per I mean like I like to teach people how to grow weed because it's it's like a pretty cool opportunity because it's one of those things where as a grower we all fucked up a million things and wasted a lot of time and energy and sometimes you look back and you go like wow if I just had understood a little bit more I would have done so much better mm-hmm. and that's the part of I think growing it we all like is the learning part and so teaching is just part of learning right so at the end of the day uh i think it's a inevitable that and it sucks when people start to fight over education which is what happens you see how that goes too everyone starts to be i'm the first and i'm the most and i'm and i hate all that shit because that's the part that i'm like hey you know what so do i because your damn is the first and the most we talk a lot of people a lot of these folks are our alumni and we could not be everywhere all the time and so Mm -hmm. you know richard had a, a very open um, feeling about that as did Richard and I try to you know carry on uplifting and, and continuing to yeah. spread the knowledge because really it lifts all ships yeah. and what I hope for is that these other organizations are not just focused on the dollar bill that they're focused on you know what people need to know as they're going into this industry that this is not actually legal yet and that you can still get busted driving while black and land your ass in jail mm-hmm. and if you are a person of color you're that much more likely well, to land your ass in jail. We have people going to prison for cannabis in 2019. We're still ripping babies away from their parents this yeah. year. I think it was 616,000 people for cannabis last year, which you were just like, really? Like, you know, you know, and you know, it's very heavy. Obviously, if you look on on a map, it's going to be certain areas are, you know, re- 18,500 in New York City alone. Yeah, which is, I mean, New York's changing now. Everywhere is, is on the is on the hopefully I think I think now it's going to get pushed quicker, but everywhere's kind of on the right right move it seems you know when it comes to cannabis because now I think the biggest deal is like living in Amsterdam for so long. I think that the first thing people have to get used to because here people don't smoke on the streets and it's not like as much. I mean people do, but it's getting used to that kind of culture because the culture clash is the fact that like people who drink can get away with murder because they can like, sit and drink in any cafe or bar or whatever. And people with weed, it's like you end up at the back of a, of a place behind a fucking dumpster smoking a joint. <laughs> and you're like, it always looks bad. Like the, the optics are never good because we're never given a nice sort of clean place to fucking smoke. So we end up smoking in these shady spots, hanging out with people like Dave. Yeah, I point out all the time <laughs> with, with legalization that, you know, there is a safe... Uh, comfortable place for people to enjoy alcohol on, and it's called a bar, you know. So why are we not providing consumption spots that are also safe, well-lit, well-air-conditioned? Uh, now all of that has gone out the damn window with COVID-19. So I, know. I, I know. no longer uh, worry about that so much. But, you know, it, it really was ultimately, um, I think that if I were to look back, Aside from just the uh, the education and, and the lives we've touched and changed and inspired through Oaksterdam, because 
damn, everywhere I go, it doesn't matter what room I'm in, if it's a Zoom room or a policy room or a conference room, a third of the room is Oaksterdam. Mm. And I realized that it's our students, it's students like you that went out and, and changed the world in your neck of the woods. And oftentimes um, it's, it's who we directly affected as students, it's our students that went out and made it happen. <clears throat> um, it was Prop 19 though, that is, you know, probably the most glorious failure of our life. Uh, when you look at like, yeah, we lost that particular election, but we were winning the war. And the cojones that it took for Richard to write and then Jeff to join as co-proponent, and also we had a hand in rewriting um, some of that language. It was the pressure of a statewide voter initiative mm -hmm. in the fifth largest economy in the world that forced our then Governor Schwarzenegger to finally sign a Senate bill that was a decrim bill that he had vetoed four times. He finally signed it. And the next year, the criminal justice reports reflected an 89% drop in arrests in California. 89%. That's nine out of 10. Yeah that did not get arrested, never mind go to jail and do all of those other things. And the key difference there, and this is what I wanna remind people, is not just legalization, because that only counts if you're 21 and up. It's decriminalization, because that counts if you're 20 and under, person of color, all of these other things. And I'm not gonna say that all the problems are gone, but that change alone um, probably impacted more lives than I, I will ever know. Uh, and now with the changes we fought for in Prop 64 to ensure community restoration funds, uh, we're now in a situation to find educating those um, that, you know, have been formally incarcerated and perhaps even while they're incarcerated now that we're online. Um, I also just noticed that my battery is low, so I may have a temporary... Uh, audio weirdness um, well so i learned my lesson over. with with i airpods take one out now and put it in the charger and then charge it and then you know while, it's funny i figured that out and didn't think of it just, well, no, you keep one in put one in, you yeah, know in this way yeah there you go i, I learned that you know, my first funny. day uh oh now we lost oh, her. it kicked out though Oh, it's gone. No, it's no, no, it's now back. we got you. It's back. It's back. We got oh, you. Good. Yeah. yeah. So I adjusted my ear and then hang up on the interview. <laughs> so like, I, this whole time I'm sitting on my hands, like, please don't touch your ears the whole time. Yeah. Just don't sneeze. Otherwise people might We're, get It's all uncharted territory for us all. We're trying to figure out how to. to oh, good Lord. Yeah. If I, if I get through the interview without hanging up on it, I win. So. Absolutely is a win. Yeah, but we should. We I want to hear about what's new coming up for you. What What is Oaksterdam looking like? What does Jeff have on the horizon? What causes are you fighting for? And you know, we had Joe on who spoke a little bit about the Last Prisoner Project, but um, probably knew just as much as Adam and I did. So maybe if you had a minute, you can go over anything you know about that project, how people can get involved, how your attempted alignment is going, or. You know, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. Yeah, um, I'll start with a brief update about Oaksterdam, and uh, I'll start with Mr. Jones, Jeff, from the Patient ID Center. Uh, 
that first part of the name patient um, kind of put himself uh, out of business. Um, you know, Kiara just said that she can't hear. Can you hear me okay? I hear you. I hear you. Hmm. Oh, maybe. Right, she, no, well, she's on a delay. She's on a delay. That's the thing. Oh, okay. So it might just be her. Yeah, no worries. On. I'm going to actually turn up the volume so I can hear you <clears> no, better. She, yeah, she, she's on a delay, so that's fine. She's just seeing what we All saw. right. So take two. Um, so <laughs> Mr. Jones, uh, Jeff Jones, uh, the um, horticulturist extraordinaire, uh, quiet crusader, um, he has flipped the patient badge business into a badge business. Um, we've been doing, you know, student ID cards for years, and they're freaking awesome student ID cards. Well, uh, now that regulation is requiring uh, photo ID cards for everyone, um, it's real easy. They, you can just email the photos and the names, and he turns it around in a day and gets it back in the mail uh, priority if you need to anywhere in the country. So um, he's shifting or has been shifted. Uh, so that's uh, cannabis badges. Um, and then... As far as, oh, well, and he's also, of course, still teaching. Um, I put him to work. Um, right now, he is helping uh, wrangle the children's. Um, we have a nine, a six, and a fresh three-year-old. Uh, we had a daughter three years ago. So, um, and we're done. Yeah, have to ask. Um, <laughs> yes, three and done. Done, um, done deal. It's a done deal. <laughs> that is a done deal for the Joneses. Um, <laughs> you do not need to keep up either. Um, so, uh, no, our kids are phenomenal. And uh, our three-year-old, who's also fluent in Spanish, um, regularly confounds us when we're trying to figure out um, if she's saying C as in look or C as in yes. Uh, so, as far as Oaksterdam goes, um, like many major institutions, we made uh, the major shift to go virtual. Now we went online back in 2007 with uh, asynchronous, like self-paced online courses. You can just take it in your own, your own pace, mm. on your own time, in your underwear, however you'd like. Uh, and some people will chew through it over a long weekend and other folks can take um, the full six months to finish the course. But with COVID-19 and a full batch of semester students only in week 10 out of 14, um, we had two things happen in March. First, the fire, and then the shutdown order. Um, with that, uh, we had a really important promise to keep to those students. And so over the next four to six weeks, my amazing crew, the staff, the faculty, uh, our dean of faculty, the director of online, did a heavy lift um, and our facilitator Elizabeth has been uh, facilitating these virtual live interactive classes every week at the same time. So it's called synchronous learning. Um, and it's an opportunity to interact with the instructors, with your fellow students. In fact, I, I was joking with Dave earlier that, uh, you know, if, if you were whispering back and forth with your fellow students, because the good neighbor policy counted for in the class as much as outside the class. So if you were being that jerk uh, whispering in class, I'd have shushed you. But on this new online learning platform, you can go into a chat room and just do, 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 do about what the teacher's saying. We have an instructor who's teaching live. We have another instructor who's answering all the questions that are being typed in 
we have the live facilitator and then an assistant facilitator. So it's a, a heavily produced and managed uh, program that I'm hearing is almost better than having to uh, slog your way all the way to Oakland and pay for a hotel and flights and travel. Um, you know, that was always the hardest part. If you so smoke in the class, if you could smoke in the class, everybody would be there. They'd be like, yeah, yeah. Wait, this is it. <laughs> you are not allowed to smoke on campus for <laughs> know, what you do in your own room on your own time with Avatar up. I do require, though, pants if you are going to be on camera in that way. Uh, don't care what's out of frame, but if you are, uh, yes, please show up to synchronous class uh, with pants. Dave's, um, out. Dave's totally out. Dave, it can be pajama your, pants. It doesn't have to be your breeding? real pants. Who runs the breeding program for Oaksterdam? Well, we have several instructors that uh, fancy themselves as breeders. And so right now, you asked a question earlier about the horticulture program and how we start people off. And the answer is yes. We have uh, classes on both seeds and, uh, you know, taking cuttings from mothers. Uh, we, we touch um, currently on, on just the basics about some other propagation techniques, tissue culture. Although we don't have a class on that yet, it is um, hopefully on the 2021-2022 um, horizon to produce that. In the meantime, uh, we've got a lot of webinar opportunities to start kicking that out. If you are interested in such a thing and you are fishing, I'm always looking for amazing faculty. So we should have that conversation. Well, look, um, see that guy over there with the Puffco right next to him? I, I listen, I depending have on pretty... I see him good over authority. here. He he knows his shit. When it comes I hear to he knows a thing or two about a thing or it two. It was the other guy with the beard that, that <clears throat> knows it all. The beard. Once I cut the beard off, I forgot everything. That's it. It's all over. Nobody recognizes you. Yeah, and I don't remember anything about growing either. I walked in the room and I just uh, like Samson. Once your hair was cut. Yeah. Oh dear. Exactly. You kept it. It was like little <laughs> bits of food in your beard, like little bits of knowledge <clears throat> for later, and you just suck on your beard for nutrition and nutrients. knowledge. Nutrition and knowledge all all in one. Never yeah. leave home without a towel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I, I think we just lost half the chat gang when you said everyone has to wear pants. So <laughs> that yeah, that only right out camera. there. Only on camera. Yeah. yeah. Deal we, breaker. We, yep. we, we just ask if you're on camera. Like I said, if it's out of camera, I'm not too sad. <clears throat> I'm, you know, my husband will not forgive me if I suggest I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say pajamas have ruled the day uh, for several months now. Yeah. I don't think I've gotten dressed in the past six weeks. So How did I, I start I talking about lied. wearing pants? I was talking about Amsterdam. Damn it. <laughs> so let me, let me, let me just pull it back. I, I'm, okay. I'm really good at drawing people off their their given topic. So yeah, no, is. go right, go right, right ahead. No, and I'm I'm easily distractible. Uh, no, so we are now launching um, bud tending as well. We just completely overhauled business. Uh, it's unlike anything on the market right now. Uh, always the bleeding edge of cannabis education. Uh, so we have the the business program, the horticulture program, and of course now bud tending, as I just mentioned. So we're uh, really narrowing in on workforce development. What's exciting, uh, we did win the award for a contract with Los Angeles to teach equity individuals. We have been teaching equity individuals for, well, since before it was a policy called equity. Um, and many of them, because of their education, were able to, uh, they felt so empowered by their education, they were first to uh, 
rise up and get those early licenses. So I'm proud to say that the first uh, black equity owner in Oakland and San Francisco were both Oaksterdam alumni, our graduates. So mm. I'm starting to reach out with the new grant money that's allowed. It is a free choice. So those folks that live in the cities and counties that received grant money for equity, they can contact their local cannabis or grants program manager and request tuition to go to Oaksterdam. That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. yeah. fantastic. We've uh, we've been working with um, minorities for medical marijuana. I would recommend anybody interested in around the country looking them up because uh, Roz with M4MM is doing boot camps around the country as well. We've been participating in educational boot camps. Um, we also started a uh, subsidiary that did the grading for the state of Missouri. So that has been interesting to say the least. Uh, just surviving uh, the conspiracy theory storm as we speak, but so far so good. Um, well, you have a good conspiracy theory. Tell us. Oh no, there's there's <laughs> there's a few. Oh gosh, put on your tinfoil hats, boys. Uh oh. Um, oh, don't even don't even go there. Uh oh, he's coming. <laughs> have don't one. Moving on. It's coming. Moving on. Um, I'm. I'm trying to work with The Last Prisoner Project. I met Mary uh, a long God, a long time ago. She came, it was at least a year ago, she came and visited uh, me on the Ostram campus in Oakland. And I was so impressed with her and the ideas that they had. Um, I recently reached out to uh, one of the managers um, of The Last Prisoner Project, had a wonderful conversation with Arlene and just talked through what we might be able to do. Lastprisonerproject.org. Uh, you can also find them on Instagram at lastprisonerproject. Uh, and reaching out to them directly is how you uh, donate directly. Uh, but the Last Prisoner Project is really working on uh, several prompts through Prop 64, uh, the California um, initiative that passed in 2016. One of the things that is provided for is scrubbing uh, your record. So if you have a cannabis conviction, you can apply to have your record, have that removed from your record so that it's no longer affecting, oh gosh, cannabis, any any type of record affects so many things in life from mm -hmm. uh, the ability to get housing, to education, to jobs, to uh, just across. Um, I'm realizing that I'm getting a hot spot in the late afternoon. Let me just shift. Do you like my trippy... <clears throat> background there. Got I like the Mona Lisa smoking a joint over your left shoulder. Oh, you shoulder. picked up on that, huh? Yeah. My <laughs> awesome. Um, so it's, uh, it's important to not just uh, remove these items from people's records, but also set them up with jobs, with careers. I mean, right now we're even releasing prisoners and um, speeding up prisoner release and we're not providing for homes or, or jobs. We're just releasing them into homelessness. So this is an opportunity now that we are online as well uh, to reach out to incarcerated individuals before their release to start their education. If that particular prison or jail allows for it. Uh, Last Prisoner Project is also always looking for more connections uh, to understand because for the most part, it's driven by the individuals or the families of individuals that are incarcerated and that's how the relationship with the prisoner jail uh, begins. So uh, they find out about the incarcerated person and find out, you know, the, the backstory and then if everything's in place, then they can start 
uh, working towards their release, mm-hmm. working towards education, working towards community reentry programs, uh, housing. So it's it's really an all encompassing uh, program that has a quite an illustrious board, and um, it's it's important that they're out there. There's a couple groups out there uh, specifically working uh, in the cannabis industry towards this, uh, as well as you know the NAACP been working on this for, you know, over a hundred years. So um, make no mistake that prohibition and the laws that put people in jail are an extension of uh, Jim Crow. And I'm here to try to teach our students to make sure that as they are demanding policy reforms, that they are also keeping cannabis opportunities and businesses, small businesses um, are allowed to join, that we're not creating monopolies. Small business is where women, veterans, and people of color survive and thrive. So it's important that we demand that for these special interest groups. But at the end of the day, even if you don't want to save the world, it's better for your bottom line. Uh, You're more likely to be able to get into the industry yourself on some level if there's not a monopoly set up. Competition is good. It's good for the customers. It's good for the supply chain. It's good to have options. It's good to have choices. It's freaking America. So... Um, we try to teach people uh, to demand descheduling um, and decriminalization as they navigate legalization, banking, 280E, all the fun stuff. Mm, and yeah. we teach you how to grow weed. Compliance. Compliance. That's you said that four-letter word, I'm 280E. It's my middle name. Yeah, compliance is your oh, middle yeah. name. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I thought you said weed was your middle name. All right. That's, but, that's yes. <laughs> Yeah. So I would encourage people to check out Last Prisoner Project, and I'm looking forward to working with them on some level or just admiring them from afar. Uh, However that relationship works out, uh, they are a valuable um, addition to the cannabis community. And uh, if you want to learn more about equity, on Monday there will be a landing page with OsterdamUniversity.com slash equity that will help people follow the Oh, it's kind of like following the breadcrumbs right now because a lot of the cities and counties, uh, they don't know what they're necessarily uh, doing yet. They have not yet set up their own program. So we're going to figure it out together. And uh, in the meantime, we continue to offer uh, scholarships through uh, success centers. Um, So you can also look up successcenters.org to uh, reach out to them if you're interested in attending Oaksterdam University on a scholarship. Uh, You've got to reach their gauntlet. and uh, once they know you're serious, they'll facilitate that. Right, cool. Um, yeah, I was saying earlier, that I think uh, Oakland's like the, it's always been the tinderbox of everything when it came to the, uh, civil rights and, and cannabis-related uh, issues just because of location. I mean, it's like right below the best-growing region and you know, producing the most cannabis in the world, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. When I, I was looking at a map of the, production in California compared to the rest of the world. And it just made, it's like, phenom- it was crazy. It was like more than entire countries of other places when it came to, and, and even more than, uh, you know, and as far as anywhere else in the, in the States. And, and operating up until legalization, fine. <laughs> everything was fine. Everything was fine. Well, until, everything was fine until it got legal. Then it fucked up everything. I mean, as far as the people who had been in it the longest, like the people who had done the lo- most work, been in the longest are the least 
likely to succeed in this whole new new game just because it's such a hard thing to backpedal and shift gears and change what you've already been doing because you're like, wait a minute, it works perfect. Why would I want to not do that? It's like, nope, you can't cut it down and then lower the lights and then finish the rest and then cut that because it has to all go in one batch and then bop, dap, dap, you know, the, the rules start to become like, oh, well, that's not how I do it. I like to cut down and then drop the lights and let the bottoms fill in and get everything the most out of the plant. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't, sorry, you can't do that anymore. Now you have to do it all in one batch and you're like, that sucks. And it kind of takes the wind out of the, the grower, I think. And that's, I think for the, for the artiste, it, it's definitely less fun. Um, and that's what, uh, you know, for, for many years, what we've done is just help the, um, you know, the tree hugging, crystal gripping, pot smoking hippies transition. Um, some of them are are now uh, kicking. you know fi- kicking and fighting most of them no well they're they're fighters <laughs> by nature and you know you mentioned Oakland I mean let's be real Oakland is the home of every you know Black Panthers and and the uh, Hell's Angels and I mean let's let's be real there's an awful lot of uh, uh, social unrest and civil unrest that stems from this area yeah. uh, but in many ways it's you know, the fight is real, whether it's, um, you know, for farm workers' rights, which also stem from Oakland. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, I think there's something important to be said for standing up when it's not popular. And those that remember 2009 and 2010 remember how unpopular uh, we became uh, with, a, with a group of folks that didn't want to see it be legal. Mm-hmm. Um we spent the first part of that campaign gearing up for opposition because we were fully expecting, you know, the DEA and the DAs and the, the prosecutors and the sheriffs to be against us. We did not expect, you know, our people, the hippies in the hills, uh, to have bullets named after us. So it's um, change is hard. Hmm. And uh, what doesn't kill you definitely makes you stronger. For sure. And. Yeah, and, and cannabis is always going to uh, adjust. That's the one thing you've is, is so noticeable. Like as time goes on and new generations get involved, and you sort of see how it, you know they might have different values, and people look at plant different. People now think of concentrates and don't don't even think about. Some people don't give a shit about how it's going to grow. They just want to jam it into a fucking tube and <laughs> blast it and turn it into something else. You're like, all right, you guys are like, you know, it, it, there's a less appreciation than it's all the same after processed, right? Well, yeah, if you're don't, <laughs> I, I think if you're don't give a fuck, it's like that maybe, but for a real grower, every flower is, you know, needs to be supported properly and air ventilation, everything, everything needs to be correct. If you want to, if you want to feel good and you should never be able to, should almost never be happy. You should always be a little bit. Nah, it could be the, it could do this better if you want, because they can make you better. You know, make you a better grower. Oh, you're long. never done improving. Yeah, you're never done. Because the minute you pat yourself on the back is when I tell people, it's uh, don't do that. It's like the worst idea ever. That's when everything falls apart. Like, oh no. That's when your shit springs a leak <laughs> and like the comet comes through the roof <laughs> yeah, and yeah. your dog dies. Like, yeah. yeah, no, don't don't do that. Yeah. No. Dogs and cats living together, mass <laughs> Yeah, it's true though. It's like the times when I, I've had the the just real happy with myself, and 
it's like, fuck, that's funny. Get the phone call at two in the morning or three in the morning. It's like, dude, your shit's on fire. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't we think water is supposed to be coming from there, too man. Soon. Too like, soon. All right. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I've been, I've no, lived, the, I lived it. I lived it. And so it was it's the same with children. Let me just tell you, I have learned as a mom that <laughs> the moment, the second I think, oh, I got this figured out, then. That is the moment they will never, ever do or say or believe or be convinced by that ever again. Yeah. yeah it's, I, uh, I have an eight-year-old. Yeah. I have an eight-year-old boy, so I'm, I'm right in there with you. In the, zone, in the time zone, at least. Not with a kid. Not with the numbers of kids. The numbers of kids, I was happy. One one and done was my motto at that one. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. You can <laughs> at least make the older one help with the younger one. So. That I believe, but at the same time, he's... Mine's not like, too my, much. My kid, is like, my kid is like having the, the best... The best puppy where he just like straight to the group of people knows everybody best like bam i'm almost like wow this kid is social beyond my level of social uh you know kids so not in the day of covid sure days, but no he actually was and he was a trendsetter he was wearing his mask two i was looking at 2016 he was already wearing a mask because he thought it was cool and he, every photo of him, he's wearing a mask. I'm like, this this looks like what he should be wearing. And now he won't wear a mask because he's like, fuck that. I ain't wearing that. I'm like, what? Yeah, my kid wore a frog hat for like three years. So, I, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now, the kids are uh, – and, and you know, it's it's important, too, to, re- to realize a lot of people don't understand because they think, oh, a seed and I'll plant it. And, they you know, it's it's like uh, apples. You know, you plant that seed, you might get a crab apple. Mark, uh, pay attention. Know, Mark won't, get, Mark won't even get a crab apple because his shit would die <laughs> yeah, yep. at, at an inch and a half tall. Yep. He, he, he's, he's the guy who needs to go to your course. Like, yeah. He won't listen badly. to anything. He won't listen to anything. You know, I, I got to tell you, even, even, even I don't kill plants with the frequency that I used to uh, after living with Mr. Jones. I want to be clear. I am the uh, science and, and policy wonk, not the horticulture instructor. Uh, that's why Osterdam is awesome. It's because we have faculty that stick to their lane. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm telling you, our, our faculty will uh, will take you by the hand, whether you have uh, killed every tomato plant you've ever started or whether you're a master grower and you're just trying to increase your yield and solve that nagging problem that you can't quite figure out. Um, and I really would look forward to talking with you um, about joining our faculty. So we should have that well, conversation. Yeah, now that we're in the digital world and we can all be wherever we want to be, Probably. I'm no longer limited by geography, and Oaksterdam mm-hmm. is now in the ether. So we are no longer a school you come to. We come to you. Well, Adam can can teach a, a breeding class, and if you have an instructor spot that I could fill for just being a, a blowhard who's the never mastered anything, I'm, I'm that guy. The sidekick smartass class with Dave. Sidekick. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> I'm good at that. The heckler-in-chief. That's right. Yeah, that, I'm no Mike yeah. Pence, but I'm good at it. <laughs> Indeed you are. Yeah, I, I looked up a couple of previous episodes and saw a couple of the comments, and I was like, good Lord, what did I agree to? All right. Yeah. Well, no, I only had kind one of childish. It can show, and we're deleting sure. it from the, from the archive. Are we? Delete, delete. We're not deleting. No. We never delete. No. Not on purpose. No, you know, you get, you, this is actually perfect. how you get more yeah. more people to watch, is you talk about the... You know, the, oh, did you hear? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then they'll go watch the show. And we'll, oh, well, we have a whole show of that. Piss off Adam, people. Adam found out some interesting information. I don't know when you plan on releasing it, but but some of that interesting information about our a friend 
that we about? found out that we haven't talked about talking on the about? air. Oh, no, he's really making up some bullshit. I'll, I'll send you a text. I don't even want to say it out loud. And yeah, he's going to wow. break all kinds of rules. I can wow. feel it. Rule breaking. I already yeah, felt, rule, I felt rule breaking in my body. How to make donuts with Dave. That's a, good, that's a good podcast. Hey, Dave got me to break rules apparently in Los Angeles. So, what you were, yeah. you were, yeah, but you the were, statute of limitations is done with that one. It was 11 years ago. So, it's totally over with. We, we cool. Can, yeah. We cool. I just don't want people know, think I regularly, you know, like breaking the law. I, I you know, I got to tell you, I just, I just realized this. That photo that I got to take, that I consider to be me. Again, I shouldn't be the person in the, you know, I shouldn't be there. Those three should have been together. But for me to be standing there to take that photo, I love it. I show it to everybody. I admit it. I don't, it's the first thing out of the gate. You know, here you go. But that photo. That, I don't know, that guy that, that uh, I went there with, my friend at the time, didn't speak to me ever after that because he said, how could I take that photo and not have him come in because he had paid for the whole weekend oh. and that would have been his thing and why didn't I do that? Photoshop, and literally, we just got Photoshop. Off the plane. We can Photoshop his face in and you can send it to him. He now, called dude. me so and said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I said, well, okay, I'll take the photo. You wow. know, me. That was, wow. it was... If I said if you if you're gonna if you're gonna break up with me just because of that photo, then we're not gonna be friends anymore. Then that's the way it's gotta be, I guess. Photo that broke. Well, the I'm so back. thankful that he came to class and that he. She uh, didn't get the photo either. You. you didn't. You didn't get the photo either. She I didn't the get photo. the photo either. I had to go. I had to work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude. I know. There's so many cool. I didn't get a photo with Redman. I didn't get a photo mm. with the producers of Friends. Like I'm the one that was like when you know one of the facebook founders and one of the like it's all these um, freaking lance bass i didn't get a photo with any of these people that came you need to a sidekick like me i would I, never I, let an opportunity go by without richard making you take that sidekick. photo mm -hmm. i was richard and jeff's sidekick i like to um call myself the the in, i was between the rock and the hard place between richard and jeff um so i was i was working my ass off i didn't have time to stop and smile pretty for the camera but i look back now and i i regret it i wish i had made a point of it, but I, I'm the crappiest self-promoter I know, which is why I would like to promote Oaksterdams. Uh, we're doing now online um, on Instagram, we're doing high tea with Kiara and uh, Kiara is our government affairs uh, council. She is our tip of the spear in DC and policy, but she's currently living in Oregon. Uh, so she's actually an old school uh, Oregonian. Um, so don't worry, she's not too DC. But she does um, have interesting background. She's a former prosecutor from Florida. So mm -hmm. she is so passionate about the equity industry. Um, I'm sorry, the equity issue in the industry uh, to make sure that it's addressed and, um, and uplifted because she watched from the prosecutor's side uh, mm -hmm. what was going on with these families and even watching families in her own, uh, in her own office with brothers sons, daughters being busted and, and the ramifications to their families, uh, because it's not just the person who's busted uh, that has to deal with it. It's also their kids, their their wives, their husbands, their families that, that pay that price, um, sometimes a heavy price. And so yeah. uh, Kiara is doing some fun stuff on High Tea Tuesdays. And then we have a senior sesh. So tell your mom or your dad about the senior sesh on Facebook, because we know our seniors and uh, Laura Graziano, who is a certified uh, senior advocate, uh, runs those senior sessions. And so uh, it's a lot of fun uh, if you just want to check out some uh, Oaksterdam 
flavor, uh, some student life. Um, we also have three free classes online. You uh, can take a sample class on seeds. So if you want to check that out, it's just a sample module from our HORT program. And then we have two free programs that are pretty phenomenal. One is on advocacy and advocacy in the industry. We decided to make that free quite a while ago. I see others have decided to charge for it. Um, kind of missed the point. But uh, the other is uh, cannabis as an exit strategy from opiates. Uh, so if you have anybody uh, that you know or someone, um, you know, inside you that needs to understand the exit, that cannabis is not the gateway. Um, it's, it is, in fact, an exit strategy. Cool. So by all means, go to oaksterdamuniversity.com uh, slash online, and you can check out those free programs as well. So yeah, I was always, good I was, stuff. I was always a <clears throat> big advocate for like a – dab rehab or something because i was like man this is exactly <laughs> this is exactly what they want they want to just do something all the time and i love get their it. little kit and everything and you kind of get it would wean them off so easily because it's a good access to good dabs perfect yeah indeed there's uh there's some really interesting programs as well with uh entheogenics and um the maps uh for for anybody that's interested in like I said, that, that painting behind me, let me see if I can get my finger the right direction. Um, there's actually a body right here. So if you can see the two legs sticking up meh, right there. Yeah. And then this is his trip. <laughs> uh, a patient painted that and gave that to uh, Jeff. So whenever I look at George Fuller's paintings, I, I want to take mushrooms or drop a hit of acid and stare at it for the rest of the night. I have not yet, but I'm looking forward to it once my kids are older <clears throat> damn kids. damn kids always messing up messing, yeah. up, messing up my trips yeah, messing up my trips <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna trip three year old wants dinner oh yeah we're gonna trip That's balls for sure uh no you look at the kid and but i can go, still work on policy reform and education uh, yeah i know it was awkward everyone kept inviting me to be judges at all these cups and i kept having to say no because i was either pregnant or breastfeeding and now i'm like i'm 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 available i'm free <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> well, there's usually one. a cannabis cup every weekend, so I'm sure we can find I know. I missed the boat. That's well, just life. Well, it's like I think we all got kind of tired of the events, and now all of a sudden we're like Jones. And, we're Jones and, see, now you're Jones for events. You can be now like, I'm that Jones be, for events. That can, be a whole, yeah. that can be a whole show right there. Jones for events. Be like, why would you, you? you know, technically we shouldn't be, but we are. Like we're attracted yeah, to. Yeah, I think it's the human connection that we, we miss a little bit. But we definitely, I don't miss the schlep. And nope. being able to refocus has been really good for the school to right. um, refocus our energies and uh, move light years ahead. So it's, you know, there's a lot of silver linings having Mr. Jones home a lot more often. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely making uh, certain things trickier. I am dreading. Uh, the back to school when I'm also uh, simultaneously having two kids on school Zooms at the same time and I'm found crying in the dark in a closet somewhere because <laughs> I can't get that Welcome back. to parenthood during COVID. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, good you times, keep, good times. You keep yeah. it together and you, you drink and cry in the closet. No, well, I try not to do heavy day drinking, um, but cannabis is definitely... <laughs> definitely helpful and i'm um, up to like 250 milligrams of edibles a day it's it's really getting uh, oh wow i would just nap through the day if i if i uh 
well, it doesn't take much with edibles for me, but that's why you have to understand your consumption and uh, yep. what works for what works for you. So I would recommend Indeed. you try our science class. Uh, it is uh, it is some some kind knowledge. And um, I did try your science class eleven oh, years right. ago. It's I still have the books because I taught I taught that class in LA. Um, mm -hmm. We have an even better science class on that online now. We've got a couple PhDs and researchers that. That teach the class. I am. Uh, I'm not even a substitute teacher anymore. I just. I just run the school, uh, and the amazing staff and faculty um, have really, just taken it, taken the curriculum to another level. And uh, we still have more to do. There's a lot on the on the planning board. So, um, I'm going to take you up on applying as faculty and connect you with the dean of faculty. So that oh, that's him, not me. Trust me. Move that board. Oh no, me. I know. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> Oh, no. Well, Dave, I, I can Dave, see both of you. The shit talking class sounds like a good. Oh, class. I can teach that class. I like that class. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know if people would pay for that, <laughs> but maybe. Yeah, maybe I, a free class. Yeah. No, our free Bullshit classes are actually really valuable. So I don't want to. I, I want to be careful how much um, I harsh that gig. But uh, no, it's yeah. it's really been um, a, a good time. Uh, figuring all this out has been hell on wheels. But uh, now that we're there, it's it's been. I'm a silver miner, so I, I always look for that silver lining. And uh, um, I hope that you know I'll go back and talk to the team and see if we can figure out a done deal for Oaksterdam. There you go. Well, we, look we, at we'll, that. We'll I didn't have to bring it up. We'll send you the list of all of our done deals, so you can just get, tell your students that they can get a discount right away with that. Oh well, we'll definitely do that. We yeah. will uh, for sure give your sponsors some business. Um, the yeah. students definitely uh, love a good deal. Yeah. Well, we should see if Illuminar, if we get a lot of Oaksterdam <clears throat> respondees, <clears throat> see if Illuminar wants to do a separate giveaway just for people who have gone through the Oaksterdam pro program. Well, I think. Oh, we should, that I, would be I, fun to do. I think they should also, but I think also we should. Uh, definitely get uh you should find a garden that we can get them to sponsor so that we can you can get some medicine however it happens whichever direction but you know just something with Illuminar yeah. going because sounds like you guys are yeah ready. we have three online gardens right now and i think we're working on bringing uh two other ones online uh for the instructors to to teach from so cool. yeah we would definitely uh be into doing that or maybe if you are teaching and you are using the light if, if we can't swing one but uh one way or another no we're definitely interested in doing that and on a side note robot. we, we get a robot drop the prices what get a robot yeah. growing over there with my with a beard on it or something we're just i'll do it from here like so that soil. was one of the conspiracy theories <laughs> that everything was AI and no humans were involved. And I'm like, boy, if I could do that, man, I'd be a billionaire by now. That's what the um, lettuce farmers No, there were lots of humans cannabis. involved. <laughs> no humans but, were harmed, but lots of humans were involved. So, yeah. Um, but anybody that uh, <laughs> does check out those uh, free classes, um, and ultimately, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but we did drop the price of all of our online classes just for economic relief and stimulus for folks. So um, our prices are, are just low for everybody. You don't have to uh, necessarily go find a coupon, but or I will definitely deal. look to no see if we deals. can do a special something something for you guys, or maybe we do a, a giveaway every so often for one of these online classes and we can get into the mm -hmm. uh, monthly sponsor list somehow. So cool. definitely look forward to figuring that out. and. I'm seeing the clock at 5:57. I'm pretty sure my husband yeah. is going to release Thanks the Kraken. Thanks for sticking it out. 
in the next couple oh, you're, minutes. You're, burning, <laughs> you're, you're melting. You're, you're burning up. I in know. The, pretty soon, I'm just going to be uh, yeah, like. You're, you're okay, burning up in the atmosphere. The, you're burning up in the atmosphere I, right now. It's, like, it's very Star Trek-esque. <laughs> I just need the. We need a lot of Star Trek noises today. We just needed a whole Star Trek soundboard because everything is about Star Trek. Star Trek here, Star Ooh, Trek. That's that's there actually it. kind of oh. awesome. See, look at that. All right. Well, <laughs> we live long and prosper. And Perfect ending. Dave, it was so good to see you again. Adam, you as well. You too, I really appreciate you inviting me on and uh, reminding me of all those good old days that I yeah. uh, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best ones. Thank you, viewers, and uh, check us out at Osterdam. Thank, Thank you so much. Bye. Take care. Boom. And then there were two. And then Adam and Dave talked about the week in review. The week. What happened this week? Uh, what happened in Mark's life? Uh, Mark, tell was... us. No. Mark grew hair. <laughs> Mark's hair grew bigger. Did you see the picture? Yes. Did that look, I sent? That I, totally I like marked? I look totally like him. <laughs> Put I that up, it, Mark. Can what, you pull it up? What picture Show of what? everybody. That I, I want that photo Show I found everybody. that I was scrolling through some Instagram ad and it was you oh. in a mask. Jesus. Okay. Scrolling. You got to put that one up. You got see, look at you commanding, commanding. That was cool to have Dale come on. Uh, and, uh, Joe, your buddy says you, it was you, that was a you show. That was a Dave show. Yeah, but there, Dave created there should a show. Be a, a, Adam, don't be a done deal, of, right? I guess. For Juana, no, because oh, Juana, Juana is probably sold oh, no, no, at Green um, Farms. 5280 challenge. Yeah. We're going to do it together. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. It's total Mark. Right? Am I right? So much. <laughs> so you. That's ridiculous. Is that up on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, it's up on I'm YouTube. On, I, can't, I won't see it until the delay comes up. Oh, it's so you. I blow up doll got a leak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ay, ay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That thing looked weird. Like it, it looked like like his hair was just fake put on though, or something. I don't know. It looked strange. Strange. No, that's so him. Yeah. I mean, come fake, on. Yeah, a fake version of him. Like I said, like a blow up doll. <laughs> you saw that? You saw that blow up doll uh, history thing that people were passing around? Like you Google who invented blow up dolls? You never do that. Mm. Come on. Did you do it? No, what no. do you have to do? You have to Google it. I won't do what it. What do I, I say? Who invented blow-up doll? Yep. And then your mind will be blown. You'll be... Oh, man. Blown. Kablamo. Literally blown. Literally blown. Your, your head. No fucking way. <laughs> blown. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not true. What are you talking about? Really? I'm showing you. I just. I oh, just, my God. Goodness gracious. Yeah. You can look it up. Look it up yourself. I guess I'm going to have to get rid of all my blow-up dolls. I can't use them anymore. I know. <laughs> that was funny. I think uh, TSK threw that up there for us, Mr. T. Oh, goodness. <laughs> he wanted to make sure we knew that, that fact. Yep. Yeah. That was, uh, that was his link. Uh, but come on. You got to think of the funny thing is all his, his methed-up soldiers – on the Rhine, screwing plastic fucking blow-up dolls <laughs> during the Blitzkrieg. Uh, Fuck. 
And on that note, um, so anyway. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is Dave's last show. <laughs> That, that, was that was a nugget. That was a nugget. What about our friend that you texted us about? Which that one? Is a bad visual. Mark, get with the buttons. Uh, uh, the friend that we he texted us about. What friend? What are you talking about now? Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh. oh no, we'll we'll, we'll talk t- about that later. Okay, what are we getting texts now? We're getting texts. Uh, in WhatsApp. The, in the WhatsApp. Oh my God! What is this? Something bad? The guy that you wouldn't talk about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, of course. That was what I wanted. No, it was perfect. Because we forgot to talk about <laughs> Wait, for, it. For all the Mitch lovers. For all you Mitch lovers. I just want to give you an update. Because we didn't know that he has changed his name. <laughs> to Brother Moses. He's now known as Hoodoo Moses. If you want to check him out. But he's got classes. He's got all sorts of shit. I was very impressed. I was like, good job. Mitch is yep. teaching all sorts of esoteric, weird shit. I'm, I'm not all... saying shit. Yeah. I love Mitch. <laughs> I love the old Mitch. I love the old Mitch. Bring back the old Mitch. The pre-Moses. Pre-Moses. But he is now officially Moses. And this is all told to me by the kid. The kid keeps up. The kid fucking... See, you can't can't hide it from the kid. <laughs> you can't hide from the kid. No. <laughs> Detective hide. the kid. He'll find <laughs> you out. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the kid. Hey, did you hear about Mitch? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, he changed his name to Brother Moses. I'm like, what? Hold on. It's like you gotta look him up. Who do Moses on Instagram? I looked it up. I was like, holy shit, he's teaching glasses. So he has more followers the... than the Adam Dunn show. He does. So he's, be careful. I know he's killing. <clears throat> he's like killing the game. So he's hey, once again, he knows how to do it. We're limping along. We can't do shit. I told you the first. Without Mitch. Without Mitch. We're not Businesses I worked at, (laughs) Mitch was the social media guru. He was brought on as a guy who understands social media marketing and how to get the word out. And uh, he has not failed. (laughs) He has not failed. Anyway, if you want to check him out, there he is. I was impressed. Good on you. Good on you, Mitch. (laughs) Good on you, Mitch. I mean, sorry. Moses. Maybe reach out and we'll have him on the show. I could. I could. He was on He was on the, um, the you have to go make a noise. Can you do the show? The screech? Can't do, what? can't do a noise? Yeah, that <laughs> no, show. Uh, yeah. Oh. Horse show. Oh. Uh, can't, can't, can't say it. Can't say the words. <clears throat> They're responsible for it. He was on a show of the guy that he used to work for. Put it that way. Boom. There, that's... And that was like the last first time I'd seen him in months. So I was like, holy shit, Mitch is back. But that was pre Moses. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to update everybody. That was my that was my big update. Forgot about mm-hmm. it last week. I was very excited. And the week before. Yeah, two and I it's said, been two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Well I said I wanna get him I wanna get him like a hundred hundred new likes. I figured if a hundred people who listen to the show would be like, Mitch, I wanna see what Mitch is up to. So if you wanna see no, what Mitch I'm is up to I'm glad you waited three weeks to talk about it because the way you were talking about it when you when you called me and said you got to check this out it was just like you were like a kid on christmas morning like you just you were filming the greatest unboxing and you were just so excited but the direction it was going i'm glad you took three weeks you've mellowed i was good. fine what are you talking about good no fine. good man I, did i have some crazy yeah. ideas i don't remember do you oh, oh no, yeah no. i remember everything he has some <laughs> cannabis stuff on his thing now okay. i know you no, know, he just did one a good cool cannabis yeah. class or something like cannabis that. conjure yeah yeah 
See? That's why our writing ability. Do you want right? me to post the link or what? That's why our, no, our production no, come on. That's why our production right. that's why our production value went to so downhill here. Because right. we, we lost him. We lost him. Yeah. We got no, but now we got all those sound effects at a buzzer and a board and we have that, dude. Come on. He was the Fred Norris of the Adam Dunn show. No, he never did any of that stuff. But he wrote really well. That's the thing. So Mitch is a great writer. So mm-hmm. Yes, he was. He's a great writer, Mitch. That's you know, that's our boy. That's last time I saw him face to face was yeah. we were down at the Capitol doing some you know, there was some bill, there was gonna be some new bullshit draconian thing they were gonna push through and end edibles companies. And that was the last I saw him. And that was the last I saw him. Bye. That was it. Now he's Moses. Bye. Is Brandon listening to the show? Is he Joel Trippin? Brandon. Brandon. That'd be funny if you just tuned in for a second. He's all, Brandon, can you hear me? Brandon. 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 Are you tripping balls? Tripping balls. Tripping, tripping. Tripping, Balls. Brandon, over here, Brandon. Look this way. No, it's the other way. I'm behind you, Brandon. Exactly. We should do we should do um trippin' shows that are officially made for trippin' and you just do stuff like that all the time in the show. Not our show, but just another kind of We gotta have Mark like, on for that, Dr. Show. Mark. Like you do like, Hey, welcome to the trippin' show. For the next forty five minutes I'm gonna fuck with your head. And then you just fuck with people's heads and they're like, Cool, they love it. They would love it. <laughs> Cause that's all we used to do as kids. We'd be like, Oh yeah, hi, we thought we were cool, trying to make all this so we could just do that with people with the intentions of knowing that they're gonna start tripping, so you could like mm-hmm. ease into the trip. You could do like this is made for tripping right now. Take it, take it now. Take it, take it. And then take it. Well, the person <laughs> that, that is listening to you, so. who has that vial of Owsley liquid in their freezer that they've been saving, when you're ready to bust it out, you be sure to call me. I think. It'll be oh wait, I just remembered something. You know, yeah. I spoke to my buddy today, who whose dad was the the caretaker of the the cough for all those years. Caretaker of the and, cough uh, here in Colorado or yeah, in New York? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, so it's the Colorado cough as opposed yep. to the strawberry cough. I hadn't spoken to him in so long. I didn't even want to bring up the fact that uh, I, I dream of that. So uh, our next conversation, I'll see if maybe he's got a cut or something that you uh, oh, there you, go. you can't keep going. Sure. That I can't you keep know. going? Is that what you said? No, that you can keep going. What did I say? Can't? I don't know. I thought I heard you can't keep going. I, was like, I don't that know. Sounds like an MTI program. Over it's there. three hours already. <laughs> Are, you and, and, uh, Are you giving that to MTI? Because that's no. when you can't keep. That's there. You go. Um, yes, we can wind her down now. The show. Big shout out to everybody who's on the show. Obviously, come on, Dave. This is your job. Joe, I appreciate Joe. you coming on. Um, I'm really hoping that Juana will take part in the 5280 challenge. Sponsor. Is gonna we have to figure that out. I'm know. not eating 5,200 fucking milligrams. Why yes. not? Oh, yes, you are. Okay, MTI, so you, you volunteered then. Yes, he is too. Well, you think of course, because I know how I feel after 250 <laughs> milligrams. I'm not going to go <laughs> 20x that. You're doing it. Or you're off the show, you're bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see if Brother Mitch needs a co-host. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the two sidekicks. You guys be the sidekick show? <laughs> what the heck is that? Formerly known as Adam Dunn Show Sidekick Show. <laughs> we'll get the kid on, too. And the kid. Of course. And right after you get rid of MTI, he'll join also. Uh-huh. And the show, yeah, then I'll be nothing. It'll be like, 
I'll be like Chris Rock and fucking CB4 at that point on, on the couch <laughs> smoking crack. I used to be somebody <laughs> before MT when MTI used to take care of me. <laughs> now he's, he's famous. Look at him. He's got his sofa bab show. He's gone mainstream. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's gone viral. He's on after fucking. He's on ABC News. He's on after fucking Colbert or something like that. He's like, oh, oh my god. god, he's huge. <laughs> no. They've gotten huge. That would never happen. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on now. What? Uh, so. Yes, good show. Um, thank everybody. Like I said, was on the show. I want to thank uh, Chat Gang. I see Vinny on the Chat Gang. He's got some big news. He wants to get everybody. Oh, he can't wait. Shout yeah. out to Ros and Dogs. Talk big news. And yeah, I think yeah. next week we're gonna have some big news. Just some local stuff here in Colorado to go do that will be safe, safe, yet fun. Can you imagine? Is it possible? possible i mean there's almost nothing <laughs> safe and fun to do is there so this could yes be... it's just got to be done outside this yes. golf this is outside plenty of things i have a great this time disc golfing this lately. is outside this is outside and this is also um you get very creative i think so if you like to be creative and have fun and you're in colorado listen next week because we got some fun creative cool shit to go to and get your uh um, your letters into us if you need a lamp, if you That's are a grower. Two fries, two fries. You're, no, but you get it in now so you can, you know, send it in and we can have it in the hopper because there's a lot of email to go through. So we got to pick a winner mm-hmm. and a preference given to any poems that make fun of Mark this week. Fine. So, uh, Whoa, can't do it. Why me? It doesn't happen. I don't know. Mark's you were there. I can't have him make fun of Adam. That would be poor form they, for the sidekick. Whatever. They can do whatever. <laughs> and they can talk about my beard. There you go. That's more timely. Let's do that. Beard. Uh, That's right. Uh, it's not part of you anymore. Poems about my beard, loss of beard, would be great. I can, I can show my son. Be like, look, guy, people are writing poems about my beard, kid. The beard's famous. It's yours. It's all yours. I'll put the poems with the beard. It'll be great. So, I <laughs> think. And then uh, I want to uh, shout out to uh, Rarefino as always. Look at this. I found a little piece of ball of hash and a little yeah. jar he gave me one before shout out to kti we forgot about kti and bob poor kti shout out to but, bob oh, no kti shave too so he's part of the shave oh, yeah. shave dudes club shave dudes i'll be club. shaved by next week He'll next week oh everyone's no shaving bro way. And uh, didn't somebody else major, somebody major who had a huge beard shave? Who listens to the show? I'm still going to keep a beard, but I'm going to shave it down. Tony Bologna, did you shave? Somebody shave. Oh, yeah, Tony. Tony Bologna shaved He had a big old beard. He had a big old beard, yeah. Big old white beard. That was huge, right? He could have made like five masks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Rosin Dogs, it's Carta Quack Quack. Yeah. Gang now, quack yeah. quack gang or quack quack uh, gang quack gang? gang quack gang. I think quack gang is the way to go because you're part of the quack gang. If we had, no, I'd love to hear are. like five of them going off at once. It'd be awesome because they'd be a little off. And <laughs> I think his well, is just this? super powered or something because mine doesn't make that noise in the microphone. You know, hmm. I don't know. Well, or that's you... because I keep it right by the microphone because I want uh, you to hear it, douche. Do we want to the... hear it though? Who, <laughs> I don't know. Who out there? I try to keep my wants from an Adam Dunn show carta. Who? Because if you do, you should send an email into Dunn Deal at Adam Dunn Show. Oh, We're coming. only going to have ten of them for sale. They're going to be so ten, ten custom deals. They're going to go really quick. Yep. So if you want one, send an email in right now. And we'll figure out how we're going to to ration them out. How much they're going to cost? I mean, 
Millions. Millions. No, I, I, they have to. They, they, <laughs> the way Carta works is no, it's one price. They're going to be 250 bucks unless it costs something to get the uh, engraving done on it, and then you can charge for that. But you got to keep them. They have pretty strict rules. So does Puffco. They're all sold for the same price. Bastards. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of Puffco, like I said earlier on, I did get in touch with Kevin from Puffco, the Instagram guy, yeah. and he is getting me in touch with the CEO. Cool. And uh, we'll have him on to talk about it, and you can tell him that you finally got your Puffco to work for the last 10 minutes of the show after having to charge it for two and a half hours. I, I, I had it running. Don't, Don't you have two of them? I thought you bring two. I usually do, but one died. I found a guy. Who, oh, I found a guy who fixes them for fifty bucks. So if you want one fixed, you got one. Got any broken ones? <laughs> 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 I don't tell you. I found a guy. He has a broken one, don't Peruvian. you? No, no, no. It was just the atomizer, and I well, give got it to me. I'll buy an and I gave it to Jonah. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the say. base breaks and it goes all fucking snargly on you. No, I got a guy, I, I got a guy, I got a guy. No, funny. It was totally operator error because he's had it for the past, like, five, six months. And he, he he's the same atomizer. So uh, it was just me. Rosin Dog gets some wholesale, so we, we're good. Now we know. Mm. Oh, sweet. We're going to cut him off unless he gets us some. We're like, yeah, you can't even listen anymore. We're going to keep yelling at you. To no. <laughs> <laughs> Give us free shit. Don't oh. let Dave know you go. Anything wholesale, he's going to want free stuff. Free stuff, free uh -huh. stuff. Chastise me on the air for it and thank me up and down as soon as the fucking mics go <laughs> off. Around, yeah, I got it. <laughs> douche. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, you do douche, look like douche, the main douche. guy from Revenge of the Nerds now. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> Lewis! Dude, Lewis yeah. Lewis <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. Way <laughs> 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 to grow a beard. <laughs> that's funny shit. Got the old cruise control set at 35. Uh, that's good shit. <laughs> For a month, and then I think I'll let it grow back. I'll let it grow back in about a month. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through the summer maybe. Are you shaving daily now? Not daily, but I did for the show today to be baby. I wanted to be extra baby faced, so I didn't have that two. Uh. I wasn't two toned again. I was two toned. <laughs> I was two toned right. last week. I was fresh. I just literally my beard hadn't seen sun for. Years. Can't you hear yeah. the tone of Mark's voice? Okay. He's saying, end the show. Oh, he's all like right. this over here. He's all, ah, this show sucks. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody likes us. Nobody uh, cares. Everyone seems to have it. We did get everyone. four down posts, though, this year, like this week. Four already? Yeah, what happened? Wow. <laughs> what did you guys do? <laughs> Somebody doesn't like us. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, we got four down votes on this show? It's not even done. Already? It's not even done yet. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> When did they what come on? Was Joe on the segment? Can we blame it on Joe? I think so. Oh, geez. It was only yeah, two Jay. earlier, and then two came towards the end. <laughs> 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 Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, next week, we have, uh, we have a breeders show. Uh, our buddies over at Caesar now are putting it together. I hit him up today, so I said, listen, this week, we're going to be all pros. We're going to start a week early. I think he's got already... Um, Bob Hemphill, I think maybe will be coming on. I'm not sure, but we're we're checking in. But we're gonna have a we'll have a full. I think we'll have at least two. Damn, some bass just rolled by. Yeah, <laughs> I was all like, "What was that?" 
yeah, so join us next week for that. Uh, shout out to the, like I said, chat gang. Shout out to Dave, everybody hanging in here. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, who's running around shopping once again at our house. Everything is great. Can't, can't. <laughs> I let her shop once a week at the house, like a good, like a good husband. And she, but she can't. She leave brings a change of underwear, so she yeah. and she just runs around the house and grabs stuff, and then we bring it down to the farm. So it's, a, it's a great, it's a great technique. We seem, yeah. to, we seem to always have the right stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Big A. Uh, shout out to the crew with him, uh, all down in Florida. Hang in there, buddy. Uh, shout out to Vinny out there. Team Warped, obviously, next week. Big news. Can't wait. Uh, he's excited. Oh, wow. T-Dog, the artist, says hello. Yeah. Nice. T-Dog. T-Dog. <laughs> <coughs> I talked to him a couple weeks ago. Or a week, maybe two weeks ago, maybe. Send me a note. It said, make sure you say hello to Adam for me. So, hello. Yo, yo. Um, and uh, shout out to A-Stuff at the Farm. And shout out to... Uh, yeah, Nate's coming through this week, and anybody, yeah, just like everybody, like I said, and all people listen to the show. And shout out to my daughter Imogene, who turns sixteen tomorrow. Oh shit! Nice, you're in trouble yep. now. Sixteen tomorrow. Yeah, yep. there goes your. There's going to be a, a live cake cutting on uh, Instagram. So for those of you who like cake, it looks like a snake. She should have a samurai sword, to, like yeah. chop it up. You should give yeah. her a sword. Give her a sword. She's I will. 16. She deserves a sword. Yep. Isn't she? Well, she wants that knife that you gave Nick that he ran around with that, that afternoon. But she's like, can you buy me a knife like that? Really? See? That's yeah. what you need. There you go. Now yeah. you know. Cut that cake. Yep. It's a pretty big knife. Right on. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Take care, guys. Peace. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it.